Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Off the Ropes, Episode 9. It's your boy, Brett Swinney here. Bringing in the crew, Jeremy Hubbard, K.O. Kyle Owens, and Brian Cogden, fellas. We the ones, fellas. We the ones. I'm the one. Oh, sorry. I had to bring the belt Acknowledge out. Acknowledge me. I had to bring the belt out again, you know. I have some some good news on the pick them, so um, we'll, we'll do episode in honor of the co-champion professor himself Diggs. he wasn't able to join us he doesn't even know the results i don't think i don't know if he's watched or if he's able to stay off twitter what what's wrong kyle (laughs) he's living it up in vegas right now so he went to vegas but didn't but didn't catch the show i was really surprised I know, I, I know. When I saw he was going to Vegas, I was like, oh, he's going to AEW. Like, I, I thought if he did and, and the funny thing is, he could have. I don't know if you saw this during the week. There was some restaurant that if you bought a meal at the restaurant, they were giving you free tickets. So he could have got, he could have got a hamburger, which he was going to eat lunch anyway, right? And then gone to the show for free. So I don't know. I mean, come on. Like, and there was a lot of tickets on. available. Did any of you guys see the uh, pictures floating around on Twitter? I mean, we could have sat. Yeah, they said it was like, the first first AEW pay per view that didn't sell out. Man, we could have sat like ro- like third row. You know, the I, thing about I, that is, so that's a that's a big arena for them. You know, like T Mobile is not a small place, I and mean, they're I think their their market is <laughs> they, they that's a reach for them, right? I mean, I don't know if you have if, I don't know if you guys have been out there and seen it in person, but it's a it's a pretty sizable place. I was I wasn't really shocked. I mean, I, I think I think there's Vegas fatigue with AEW. It seems like they go to Vegas, Vegas and Chicago for everything. And uh, I think there's a little bit of Vegas fatigue. And I know we'll talk about it later on, but the crowd early on in the, the Double or Nothing pay-per-view was absolutely horrible. All 15 of them or however many were there, it was horrendous. They didn't give Christian and uh, Jericho – or not Christian and Jericho, I'm sorry. They didn't give uh, Jericho and Adam Cole – any kind of reaction until like the very end. And then they, the crowd didn't even really pop till later in the show. So I don't know if maybe they had to wake up a little bit. I'm not, I don't know, but I was very disappointed with the crowd. I guess I want to go on there too many times. Like maybe they're going to have to start switching up some of their, cause they've pretty much gone. Like you said, Chicago, Vegas, like they're hitting the same spots over and over. And I think the, the one in London is going to be great. Cause they'll, they'll, they'll fill that out and they'll have people, because you know, they've never been there, so it's going to be a probably a really loud, exciting show, kind of like the Puerto Rico WWE. You know, if you don't go very often, you can get a hot crowd. You're going to continue to do that one over and over. They don't do WrestleMania WWE. They always rotate those, and that's why you can't go to the same place every single year. Because like at some point you get tired. Of it. Like, can you outdo the year before and then outdo the year before? Like, it's it's going to be really hard to do. Well, and, and you got to remember too, it's a holiday weekend, and they're starting a show at five p.m. in Vegas time, right? So it's a holiday weekend. People are there to have a good time, and it's five p.m. and it's that crowd's not. There's not a, a wrestling crowd in Vegas on a holiday weekend at five o'clock on Sunday. So you know you got to think about things like that, and I'm sure they do. We're not talking about something they haven't thought about, but it was to me it was poor planning, and so the crowd wasn't really shocked to me. Plus, the shot I know of of Orange Cassidy also that everybody's talking about. That's the the media section. Brandon knows that's where he got to sit when he went last time. I mean, that's a that's the camera side. That's not a spot they try to fill anyway. But it it just it looked bad. And even during the 
Anarchy in the Arena match, there was a time they caught an angle uh, of two guys. I don't remember who it was. One of the Bucks and 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 uh, and uh, almost said Cesaro, Claudio. Um, but it showed that section too, and they really had to get creative in how they did that going, you know, the rest of the time. So uh, it, it it was a little deceptive, but it, it sure wasn't a sellout at all. And the crowd was not very good, as Ko mentioned. All right. Well, let's uh, let's start with the uh, Night of Champions event first. That was the one that was on Saturday afternoon. I I didn't catch this one live. Uh, had to go back and acquire it later and uh, watch it the, uh, that evening. So we were calling some some very hot baseball on Saturday afternoon. It was very very hot. Um, probably was. I was really glad there was only one game because if we had to go for a second game, uh, it, it could have gotten gotten bad. Thank man, Rob lived like two minutes down the road, so he ran and got us like you know towels and ice and, and stuff so that was nice uh being in white there but uh what's your guys uh i know my my take on this one i think it exceeded my expectations overall i think there were some things that we thought we had this one all picked and figured out and they didn't quite go the way we much uh over picked it on some of these matches so um it was a pretty decent pay-per-view honestly than what i expected i was i was expecting to be you know, of course, we had the main event. I knew that was going to be interesting. I knew the the Styles and um, Seth Rollins match was going to be good, but uh, there was some other matches. And I, I know Kyle's got his he he he, he didn't want to see the Trish Lynch, Becky Lynch match, but that turned out to be besides a few spots where Trish was rusty, and there were some spots, don't get me wrong that were that were rough, but the overall match and where they went with it, I really liked it. You've now, now taken a you're not taking somebody that had nothing. Now they put Trish with her, giving her some relevance. I I I will admit I went into the match having very low expectations, and it wasn't that bad. It was actually a decent match. I was actually surprised. And it was pretty long. And, yeah, long. yeah. No, it was, minutes or seven minutes max. Yeah, no, it was a good match. Um. And I like the addition of Zoe Stark. I think that adds some youth into this feud, which the feud had no, in my opinion, the feud had no heat to begin with. I know y'all enjoyed the promo last week. I, I didn't. Um, but I, I do think adding Zoe Stark in adds a little bit of youth to the feud. What I fear, though, is going to happen is Lita's going to come back and team up with Becky, and it's going to be Lita and Becky versus Trish and Zoe, and that kind of defeats the whole purpose. I wish... Becky would grab a younger talent and have her team and kind of take her under her wing and Trish take Zoe under her wing and build up some younger talent. That's what I hope happens, but it won't. You know, I think the the, the funny thing to me is I'm not sure what you guys have thought about this, but I kind of thought Trish was going to be here for a little bit and be gone again, but it kind of shows me that she may be here for a little bit now, right? She's got taking Zoe Stark in and it's a few that's going to continue. Obviously, we're probably going to build to I'm I'm with KO. It's probably going to be a tag match with Becky and Lita against, you know, Trish and, and Zoe. Maybe it's maybe that goes all the way to SummerSlam. I don't know. Or maybe they they go ahead and do it at Money in the Bank to help carry the card. I don't know. But uh, I thought the match was better. I thought the crowd in this one was really good. It goes back to what we were saying a minute ago about going to places where you don't go a lot. You knew when you were going to Saudi that it was going to, you know, the crowd was going to be good. I thought it was really good, especially toward the end of the night. But, uh, I, you know, I from where they were a few years ago where women weren't wrestling there at all to now they're there and they have, 
you know, three women's matches uh, on the card. And I, I thought just I, – I, I don't want to say great pay-per-view because it wasn't a great pay-per-view overall, but it was it – was, there were a lot of great things in it, I thought. Uh, I, I thought the Rollins-Styles match, like we thought, was going to be great. But, uh, man, Sammy and KO, those guys can – I know the bloodline's hard over, but Sammy and KO still can carry anybody at any time, I think. I, those – they just continue to amaze me with what they're doing. And I, I was just checking in. I know we're here live on a Monday night, and they got Imperium and Gable and Otis, you know, down there in the ring now. So uh, they can carry anybody. It looks like they're going to do that. But I, I thought it was great overall on Saturday. I thought it was a good show. I thought it was better than, like, like you said, Brett, better than we, we expected. The matches, all the matches were pretty good. Uh, they didn't do too much story wise except with the, the bloodline and then the, the Zoe thing. But other than that, they just, the matches delivered, and like you said, the Trish and Becky one was longer than we thought. And then Cody and Brock was, I mean, that's the longest Brock match we've had in a long time. I mean, he, he worked really well, and that, that was a that was a really solid match. I mean, it was just like, because, you know, going into that, we had kind of said, oh, we're, we're tired of this. That I thought, I mean, that was a heck of a match. I, I, I was I was invested in it, and I didn't think I would be. But when, when they started going 10, you know, 15 minutes, whatever they went, I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is the best Brock match we've had in a long time, and that that's a lot. That's a credit to Cody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I noticed is I don't know if you guys caught it, but what's up with Becky Lynch always getting her nose busted up? Yeah. I mean, is it, she got a weak spot in that nose, or I guess it was Zoe Stark that caught her. That's when it's that's when I noticed it was bleeding, but that made it that made it look that much more like that. Honestly, helped it sell it i mean she comes out like busted up again you know that's why she got the man gimmick to begin with you know nia jacks busted her legit and you know broke her nose now she got a busted up nose i thought that actually turned out to be something cool i know i don't i feel like that wasn't on purpose you know wwe doesn't like to do the blood thing but um i thought that that turned out nice now we all missed that one everybody had becky lynch and i don't think any of us saw this coming this and that's good honestly WWE every once in a while, if they can basically trick us and have something else happen, that's usually good because we're always like, oh, well, we know this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And kind of like Kyle said, it's kind of predictable. That wasn't predictable. Uh, didn't see Zoe Stark doing that. And they've been pushing her uh, over the last few weeks, you know, giving her matches to win, kind of building her up. And I think this just letting Trish kind of be her mouthpiece, maybe her mentor or whatever. Um, could be good for her if they do if they take it the right direction. I, I'm with Kyle too. I don't. I don't. I, I think it's probably Lita too. I, I hope that's not the case. I hope she maybe just kind of manages Zoe Stark, and they go and her and Lynch have some matches against each other. I think that's just something fresh. But you know, I guess we'll we'll see what happens. And you know, for a lot of people that don't watch NXT, I I think I've told you this. I don't watch NXT a lot. Very rarely. So I didn't have, I had no idea. I knew Zoe Stark had gotten drafted a couple weeks ago, but but to see her on there and it's just new blood on TV, right? If you watch NXT, you're used to her, you know who she is and all that kind of stuff. But just to inject something new into it, I thought was good because there's a lot of people who don't watch NXT, I know. So, uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, it's unfortunate for KO because he's got to watch it a lot more, I think, over the course of the summer. It, it wasn't as bad as we anticipated. I started watching. I started watching NXT a little bit, you know, more recently. Just and just, I, it's one of those things I kind of fast watch, but just to kind of know what's going on, know who these people are, because I know eventually they're coming. And 
and, and so I was like, hey, I'm gonna just watch it just to kind of know what's going on. I'll still watch the their pay-per-views. I hadn't watched the one from last night yet because it was a I, I can't believe they went same time as AW, but I'll probably watch it tomorrow or something just to kind of, you know like to know what's going on. I knew who Zoe Stark was, and I, I can't I could never get behind her like it because most of the time so she was a they had her as a face for the longest time, and it was just terrible because there's no reason you could root for this person. It's just and it was and so the best thing they did was turn her heel, and so it's working a little better. I just I, I she's not. I, I'm interested to see what they do with her and Becky. She's just not very believable to me. But as a heel, I can get behind it because you're not supposed to like, you know. So I don't like her anyway, so I'm glad they turned her heel because I could just, as a face, I just could never. It just didn't work. And so we'll see how they how they use her. But I don't I, – I, I like her with Becky, but after that, she just may go by the wayside like a lot of these NXT call-ups do. I, I like Zoe Stark. I liked her in NXT. Um, I, w- I was watching her when, and before I stopped watching NXT, she was, you know, performing on NXT. I really liked her. I thought she did really well. Uh, when I stopped watching, she had torn her knee. So uh, she was off TV for a while. But I'm, I'm a fan of Zoe Stark. I think she's good in the ring. I think she, I think she'll bring a good heel quality with Trish because Trish is not a believable heel to me. People want to cheer Trish. People don't want to boo Trish. And so she's not a believable heel, but having Zoe Stark with her kind of helps her do that heel persona. Um, I I like the pairing and I think, I think it'll go, I think it'll go excellent. Although I wish it wouldn't go all the way to SummerSlam, but I have a feeling we're going to get Becky and Trish at SummerSlam one-on-one again. Yeah. All right. Well, the next match um, was the squash match of the night. You couldn't call it a bathroom break because it wasn't long enough to take a bathroom break. Uh, Rhea Ripley squashes Natalia. Um, absolutely what needed to happen. I don't know why they had the match, honestly, but there's no need. Natalia doesn't need to be in the ring with Rhea I, Ripley. I think, I think I know why they had the match because – if and correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Natty in the first ever match in Saudi Arabia for the women? Yeah. Yes. So I think yes, it's just a like having Mustafa Ali or Mansoor in Saudi, like it's just a thing they do. But here's what I think the messed up part is that they flew her all the way out to Saudi Arabia for a one minute match on her birthday. She got squashed. Oh. I mean that is that is dirty. Oh. Mm. Happy birthday! You get squashed. Yeah, that's I. I this the, stuff like that irritates me with WWE. Just leave that off the card. Give more time to something. I mean, it would have been one minute, but give it to the Bloodline or something. Don't <laughs> just throw a random match on there just because. Like that, I hate that. Could have given well, it. At least they got Rio on. Oh, oh Moss. <laughs> Jeremy, stop! Stop it right now. <laughs> Oh. At least they got Rio on. She had a hell of a weekend. She she was a star on AEW last night too. Yes, yeah, she, she was. She, she, oh. she stole the weekend. Oh, that <laughs> or one minute on Saturday. Yeah, I love Matt Caster. I love. Oh, and they've been doing Caster. it. Like, like she had a tweet about it today. Like she's like, "Hey, Dom, Dom, look, we're we're over on both brands." <laughs> it was hilarious. It was very hilarious. And then Buddy replied to it. It's been it's been everybody's been having fun with it. So. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad nobody got pissy about it and made it. Well, and that's like, the way it should be, honestly. Yeah. It should be that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's funny? Go ahead, Brandon. I just said what's funny is, you know, because Buddy, when he was in, he he had a thing with a Mysterio on TV too. So they've both dated Mysterio siblings on TV. So it's kind of it's kind of funny that they have that 
that bond. You mentioned, and I know we're talking about the WWE show, but you talk about people not getting pissy about it. I thought what was funny was when Max said that live on the show, did you see Brody King look at Buddy like, that's pretty good. Like, Brody, Brody gave him a little look. Like, that's pretty good. You got to laugh at that one. Uh, it was pretty good. Oh, man. But, yeah, I don't, I don't right. understand the match either. It didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, well, we all got that one right. Uh, it was an easy pick there. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was no no way that was going any different. The The next match, we all missed that one. Oscar knocks off Bianca Belair. My right. daughter was not happy about this one. She loves Bianca Belair, and she so was Brett, Are we not starting at the start of the show? <laughs> we didn't really – I mean – Well, I went – I went by how we picked them in okay. the word. Uh, just... Yeah, I okay. went by how we picked them on. Oh, yeah, because we, we didn't know the AJ and – okay. Sounds right. Good. When we picked, we did not know. And plus, that leaves the better matches toward the end. Sounds good. So, you know, I, yeah. We... I think this match, though, even though we didn't pick it, I think it makes sense now. Bianca was drafted over the SmackDown. She can go over to SmackDown and be there and be, you know, kind and of – And we didn't have to do the belt trade. Oscar's on SmackDown. Oh, well – yeah, she's so gotta move to Raw. Yeah. She's gotta move to Raw now, right? Well, no, because Rhea's know. on Raw with the yeah. Yeah, but Rhea's on Raw with Judgment Day. So, so and she's the going to Raw. Belt, so yeah. And then we have or, Oscar versus Rhea yeah. for the unification match. I don't know. Oh, this guy yeah. pushing the unification again. <laughs> hey, well, we just unify everything. One title. The undisputed well, heavyweight world, uh, universal women's, men's, intercontinent, well, one big championship. That's all you need. You know, let me tell you what I, th- I thought about this, and I know you guys well enough to know. So one of y'all, or, or most of y'all, thought about this too. We're not far away from Rhea Ripley challenging for a men's championship. I really, I, I heard she makes comments all the time. I think it's coming. So it could be sometime this summer. Like China, where she wins uh, one of the mid card titles. I mean, it's believable. She, when you saw it, so did you see Austin Theory in her? Like, she could destroy Austin yeah. Theory. But Go and ahead. you saw when when uh, they had the Judgment Day and uh, the Bloodline a couple weeks ago, her and Solo were going, and like, and people have been floating that idea out. And so, I mean, she 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 she's believable at least to do that. I just thought about tonight when they came out at the beginning of Raw and they're talking about somebody could take that belt from you. She didn't say one of these guys. She said one of us. She's not going to be the universal or the world heavyweight champion, whatever they're calling now. But I think it's coming, and I and I'm I'm here for it. I'll watch it for sure. But it's it, it that's something to watch over the summer. I think. But they haven't really allowed the intergender fighting much. You know, some of the other wrestling promotions have done a little bit more of that, but WWE has been real strict about. The women and men not fighting each other. It's so I wonder. Brett. It's I know it is, man. but it. I'm not saying I didn't agree with. I'm just saying they haven't been like. It's been kind of like that's just a no, a no, uh, no, no. And they I mean, when they when the one when the women tags in on one side, they got to automatically switch on the other. There's never been any kind of, you know, intergender fighting on the ring. I get, so. I get that when you have Alexa Bliss in there, but it, if it's like Rhea or Charlotte or the two, I could. See, uh, tussling with some guys. So. Nia Jax too, when she was there. I mean, goodness, <laughs> bust somebody in the head. We could go on and was on. Awesome, awesome Kong, do some of that. You yeah. Know. Ooh, yeah, gosh, yeah. But uh, anyway, so that was that match, and and I I think we'll just I'll be interested to see what they do with Oscar from here. 
Um, who do you guys think? Where does she go from here? We'd have another rematch. I know Kyle loves those. Uh, no, I think you'll have to. Yeah, it, it'll be a rematch for sure. There's going to be a rematch. Um, but here's the issue: you, they wrestled at WrestleMania. They wrestled now at the Saudi show. Do you do it again at Money in the Bank? Do you hold off till I, I'm okay? I I know I picked Bianca to win, but I just didn't think they would take the belt off Bianca if they didn't do it at WrestleMania or at Backlash. So yeah. I didn't expect them to do it in Saudi, but um, I'm okay with her not having the belt. She needs to chase. She needs to go on it. She's been holding the belt for too long. I think her act has gotten stale. I think Bianca's great in the ring. I think she's good on the microphone. Does she go heel? Her- Does she go heel with with Street I, I, Profits? I think she should. Uh, hey, the, the myth. It's an evil mist. She got hit with it. Now it's going to turn her evil. She didn't um, get well. Well, she, she got it rubbed. Well, she got it rubbed in her eyes. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I just I think it was time for something to change for Bianca. I'm okay with her losing the title. It just doesn't make much sense that you let her be the longest reigning women's champion, then to lose it the way she. I I will say this. It was a creative finish to the match. I didn't expect that. I thought it was a a neat finish. So I applaud WWE for that. But um, I'm excited to see Bianca Chase. I think it's a, it's a, it's something new and it's welcomed. Um, and I'm excited to see what Oscar does with the championship. Here's the thing: it's always Bianca, what you Bianca do Rhea Ripley. Bianca Rhea Ripley. She could go after that one now. No, she doesn't need. No, she needs to go back after Oscar that just took it from her. Her going after Rhea wouldn't make any sense. I mean, well, isn't she on Raw though? No, she's That's on SmackDown. Bianca's on SmackDown. She was the Raw Women's Champion, and Rhea's on Raw as the SmackDown Women's Champion. Well, let's be honest. That doesn't matter. <laughs> they, need to, they need to rename the titles. They just need to have like a like one is a world championship and one is a, a universal championship like the men's, and then it doesn't matter what belt's on what. I mean, Or they need not. to do like AEW has and have like a women's champion and a TBS title. So yeah. there's, it's like a, it's not a mid card necessarily, but it's under the women's championship, but it's still a women's title. Yeah. Something different because um, I still am waiting for them to just finally do a little switch. All right. Now we need to, y'all need to go to the ring here and switch your titles. Um, I'm just going to, I'm waiting to see how long they just continue to let the SmackDown and Raw championships be on the opposite show. All right, next up, we have Gunther versus Ali, Positive Ali. Positive um, Ali, that's my... Positive Ali, Kyle's boy, Positive Ali. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, was this, your ba- was this your bathroom break match? Uh, No, I actually didn't, uh, didn't have a bathroom break match in this one. Um. I didn't. I mean, I I will say this: Ali sells better than probably ninety five percent of the wrestlers in WWE in any promotion. He sells the heck out of stuff. He and we already know we already knew Gunther is a powerful son of a gun, and those chops are vicious. But Ali made them look like they were more vicious than we knew they were. So yeah. I I appreciate Ali for what he does. I don't take him seriously as a contender for anything. But I appreciate what he does in the ring. Um, we knew this outcome was going to be what it was. We know why Ali was on the show. 
Um, it wasn't. It, it was a. It wasn't a bad match. It was a decent match. His coolest gimmick was the hacker thing. They they blundered. They could have made. Yeah. They could have really made that really cool. I thought that was a really cool thing where they, you know, he'd kill the lights and could, could operate everything. And they just kind of blew that up. I mean, they had some really good. Who was that with him? It was uh, uh, that Dominic. Yes, yeah, the guy that's now Marseille. <laughs> yeah, he had some. He, they had some really good uh people in that little group. They could have done something with that, and they just like, yeah, just. I mean, that was honestly one of the better like kind of mystery groups that they've had in a while that that intrigued me. Every week, I was looking to, I was looking forward to seeing what they were going to do next and all that, and they just botched the mess out of that. And ever since then, he's just been kind of, you know, floating in the back and getting on in any kind of matches that he just was basically a, a squash guy and, and a laughing comedian guy in the back. I mean, ever since that his his career's kind of gone downhill, which is, you know, sad because he like like Kyle said, he he's a really good worker in the ring. Yeah, I mean I think, you know, it, it accomplished what they were trying to get accomplished. You know, have have him there on that show and and we knew who was going to win the match, right? But I you know you're right. I think they did botch his other chance that he had to, to be something more than he is, and we'll see what they do with him now, you know, what, what that's going to look like if they keep the same thing or not. But, uh, you know, it was it was what we expected overall, I think. Yeah, I like that, you know, they at least, you know, obviously we knew Gunther was going to win, but, you know, they had some near falls. They had some moments where the crowd gets into it when Ali goes up to the top rope and he's, Executes the move, and they had some near falls, and just they at least give you something to watch for a little bit. And he he did some, he had some good offense, and you know, had some good counters, and it it, it went longer than you expected, you know, because going in, I kind of thought, hey, it's going to be a lot like you know Rhea Zelina and Rhea Natalia, you know, where it's bam bam, you know, not one minute, but not not much longer than that, and he may get one attack, and that's it, and he's going to get squashed. Like he had some good. You know, good showing in there and was able to, you know, I mean, he went up to the top rope and executed like three or four that before Gunther finally flipped it on him. And then the Gunther had a strong finish. It, you know, it, you know, it, it was a it was a better match than we expected. And at least was even though we knew the result, they, they drug it out a little bit and gave us a little something to watch. I mean, Gunther is always impressive. Like what what I'm impressed with is when they go back and they show his old uh photos from when he was in uh nxt uk and how how much weight he's lost like he's in like great shape now like i mean and this, the chops that he delivers are just like they would like put holes in my chest like <laughs> those those chops anybody that can go in the ring with him and take those i, I give them i give them props because that's uh that's a tough one um again i think this match was what it was for he got Ali, he got the crowd, he came out in his little what do they call those things? The head head band thing. I don't know what I'm talking about, right? I don't yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Don't get me lying. I but he no came out. I thought it was interesting. They they introduced him from Chicago, Illinois, and he had that on. I thought maybe they would say, you know, he's from originally from a country over there, you know, try to build it up. But but I think that was cool. I mean, you know, it kind of got the crowd hype and it did what it needed to do. And Gunther moves on. It'll be interesting to see 
where they go. Of course, they maybe I haven't seen any Raw yet. Y'all, y'all probably are tuning in. We'll see where they go with with Gunther from here. But uh, um, I know Jeremy had it on. He was he was giving spoilers up there. Yeah, sorry, I'm out now. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think at some point though, and, and I've said this before, he's got to go against somebody that's going to take that belt from him because he's got to get in the Seth Rollins picture soon, right? Like, it's got to be – he's got to be one of the first contenders. Maybe you build up for Mania next year. Can, I he know, just, but. can he just trade in the belt? I want to go after the big gold belt. I'm trading this. I like that. Like, I know we talked about that for another belt, and, and they used to do that a lot in, on the in Impact. I, I think that's – like, he didn't lose it. He He's so confident. He just trades it in for a title shot against Seth Rollins. Like I don't who think doesn't want to do see it. that? Who doesn't want to see that match? I'd oh, love I mean, to see Seth Rollins Gunther. Oh yeah, I mean, and see, and Gunther. So you were talking about, you know, when he was bigger. You know, I, I went to an uh, NXT. It was a World Collide show, and it was it was the night before Royal Rumble a few years ago in Houston. And the main event that night was Imperium when they had four guys against Undisputed Era, and the play, and that was when he was still Walter, and the place, and that's when he was big, and but. He was still, even when he was big, he was still doing stuff off the top and just like, you're like, this dude's a freak athlete. And the place was so over for him and they won. And the whole, the, the night ends, they beat Adam Cole and them. And that, and Adam Cole and the, you know, Undisputed Era had kind of turned face at that time. And the whole crowd was chanting Walter the whole night. And it was just, I mean, I was like, this guy's going to be a star. And then he went away for a little bit because Vince told him to go lose some weight. Then they bring him back, change his name. And I was like, oh, no, that's not good. And, uh, so, but credit to it, they now they brought him back up because you know when, once his name changed, I thought he's done. Like he's never, and I think they might even released him at one time in one of the cuts. But he came back, changed his name, and I was worried about it. But now he's back, and I mean he's as believable as anybody. I mean he's the guy we could see beating Roman. You know, like I mean he he's the guy that that you he could be the top guy even, and you don't get that more often from you know guys from the UK or whatever. You know, Seamus had a little run. Drew had a little run. But in Gunther, he's not the best on them, but he's got guys with him that does it. But in the ring, he's he, he's as good as anybody. Yeah, and they've but- left, his, and left his group alone, too, which helps him. Like, they, they haven't just tried to stick him out there when he wasn't ready by himself. They kind of left his guys there. And they don't – they don't. he doesn't need them in the ring, which is a good is, – is a thing that you don't see a whole lot with the heels. Usually they have a group, and they're like – you know, sometimes they do interfere – but he doesn't necessarily no, have to have them to win a match. Yeah, I just think that – I think at some point those other two guys are going to have to step up, though, and they're going to have to – I mean, you think Roman has the Usos, right, who are arguably the best tag team that we've seen in the last however many years. Or I just does think he? Those, well, <laughs> he did, okay, for a long time. The, the point is those two guys at some point are going to have to stand up and do something on their own, right? Like, you're right, he – Gunther doesn't need them, especially in the ring. The mic, yes, he still needs them, but good grief. I just – when I look at, at, at main event players and who's with them, he's either going to have to get away from them or they're going to have to elevate what they're doing. That's just my opinion. I, I mean, I think right now it's okay. I don't think it's an issue. But uh, those two guys, I think, have a lot of potential. But, like, as of right now, do you consider them to be main event tag team guys? And I just don't think they are. At this point. Yeah, the main event, like the main event the show. They were – Extremely good in NXT. I was a huge fan of Imperium in NXT. Um, yeah, Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner 
in yeah. NXT. They were legit. They were one of the top tag teams on the on the program. Um, so I think I definitely think they can carry their own. They just haven't been given a chance to show. How many times have yeah. you seen them wrestle? Really, right? They haven't been given an opportunity. I think that's the problem with this NXT talent that's coming up. There, I, I what I appreciate WWE did with Zoe Stark is they gave Zoe a um, a vignette. Hold on, I'll be back. <laughs> what I was gonna say too is when you only have one set of tag team champions and you've only had one world, basically one universal. WWE champion, there's not as many opportunities because they don't do storylines without belts very well. So that's part of the reason why Imperium hasn't. If they can, if they can get a chance to, you know, maybe get an opportunity for some tag uh, championships if they ever split them and they have multiple, that that would give them a better opportunity because you know I don't I don't see many tag teams out there that KO and Sammy you know, would have be threatened by right now. I mean, you got the Usos, they're doing their own thing. You had the Viking Raiders, they pushed for a while, then they just beat them two or three times, and now they're down. Right now, I mean, you don't, I don't see, they, they're they just as good of a, a opponent as anybody right now. Yeah, but, but, but they're not, there's nobody, there's nobody that's in that level is what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. I already gave this spoiler, but in a minute ago in the ring, it's Sammy, KO, and Alpha Academy, and those two guys, right? Like, do you believe either one of those teams can beat them? I don't think they do. I mean, I don't think there's any chance they could. So, OTs. OTs, Jeremy. Yeah, well, whatever. Maxine's got a better chance, I think, than they do. Um, and maybe you take the fall there on purpose. I don't know. But uh, anyway, the, the, the point is I just don't, you know, I, I want to see them elevate because I want there to be somebody believable to, to take those guys on if that's what's going to happen. Um and I just, you know, that that would be my concern for him going forward. If we we all want to see him in that main event picture, he's got to have main event guys with him or nobody, honestly. All right. Well, let's move on to our next uh, match here. We've got uh, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. Uh, this match was everything we thought it would be. I mean, I thought it was – and, and it was just a great match. Um, there for a while, I mean, I thought it was Seth, but man, they they had me thinking, okay, well, maybe they put the belt on AJ here. I mean, I back of my mind, I thought no way, but uh, they did a great job of selling um, a lot of the falls. Um, they were just incredible match. They even had a um, the kick out of some big moves. I mean, I. What did you guys think? I, I I was really impressed with this match, and I, we knew it was going to be good. But I just they they did a good job of selling both both people had an opportunity to win here. Yeah, I don't think I it's like fair that. to say I'd that. Like... Go, go ahead, Brandon. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I I was going to say I don't I don't think it's fair to say AJ is underrated because I don't think that's the case at all. But I don't think sometimes we give like we know when he's in a match it's going to be a solid match or whatever. But I thought it was really good. I thought what they did. On Saturday was really good, which shouldn't be a surprise to us, and yet somehow still it is. The one thing I, I mentioned this the other day on the show, I said that it, that it doesn't make sense to give the belt to AJ because he'd be on Raw and the OC would be on SmackDown. I don't know if you caught this. During the entrances, they mentioned the fact that whoever holds this championship would be a floater, basically. They opened that possibility up. So in my mind, I'm thinking right now, I'm doubting myself, thinking, okay, maybe it's going to be AJ. But I thought it was a great match. I think Seth is the guy that, that, uh, 
I think we'd all agree he could carry every show if he needed to. He could carry the whole company. He did for a while, right when Roman was out. But uh, two. What did you two think of, the, of it? What did you think of his outfit, Jeremy? Oh my gosh! <laughs> is that like <laughs> at some point? Is it too much? I mean, yes, uh, yes. At some that, point, that, it's too much. Whatever, whatever that was is ridiculous. I mean, I, it was. Oh, if, I you know, if you if you didn't have great eyes, you might have thought he was actually carrying a cheetah across his shoulders when he came <laughs> to the ring, or whatever leopard. Well, I don't know what it was. I'm not a big fashion guy, but I'm just telling you, it was too much. And Kyle, I think Kyle liked it. I think he needs to get him a uh, whatever that was that Seth was wearing, since he's not I, listening right now. I bet he has one. We've seen it. <laughs> he probably does have one. He's wearing it right now. He's got it in the background. What's that? What do I have? I said, I said you probably have one of those things that Seth Rollins was wearing to the ring. I'm, I'm breaking it out tomorrow for the state games. That's how I'm walking into Red and Charlie McCombs. Please, please get video for that. I was actually, speaking of video, I was hoping you were going to be wearing that when you are taking ground balls is what I was hoping. Uh, dude, dude <laughs> let me tell you, I, I went to field one of those. I didn't have cleats, so I went to field one of those, and I went to backhand it and shortstop. Completely slipped, fell on my back. Oh, uh, where was that video? That's the video I need. No, that vi- I, like I said in my post, some videos will never see the light of day. Oh, All right, I gotta contact. I gotta contact the Reigns coach. We need some bloopers for Nana Sin. We gotta. We gotta text Coach Delosier and said, "I need that." But, it, was, I mean, it, was, it was fun though. But but truthfully, it was you know, I think that you know we're I know we're gonna talk about the AEW crowd later. I think what WWE does better than than AEW is they put a match like AJ and Seth on first. And the crowd was white hot the rest of the night. Truthfully, like you start with a show like that or with a match like that, it's unbelievable. And and, and that was a great night, a great start tonight, and, and one of the best matches for the weekend. And see, I heard a lot of people complaining about that match being first, and I'm like, that's a great opening match. It's a huge championship match to begin the show. Like you said, gets the crowd white hot, keeps the energy up. Two great performers. I had no problem with the open in the show. Well, and see, we didn't expect it because the uh, the triple main event, I was thinking, okay, so they're going to put those all three at the end, right? Because the main event's usually at the end. And it didn't go that way. He started out with the main event right from the beginning. So it was kind of a little surprise. I don't know if that was intentional. Um, but I think I want to say that so the match order was switched. Yeah, on Friday night, they announced they were going to open with Brock and Cody and then finish with AJ and Seth. Well, Saturday morning, they changed – because Seth had to get back to his movie. You know, he's on set all day today. He had to get back set, back to his movie. So they moved it to first so he could get on a plane immediately. Immediately after Becky's match, they flew out to get back to the movie. So they moved it. So almost when I found out about him leaving for his movie, I almost texted you to change my pick. Like, man, I don't know how much time this movie's going to take. Maybe they're not going to give him the title. But then I found out that then I found out the movie is just like he's filming like he's filming like this week. And like one more, and like I mean, they'll be done pretty soon. Oh, that's so why they've had all those. Uh, that's why they've had all those vignettes with him and uh, Corey Graves. To, he's been doing his movie, and I've heard the the role he has yeah, in the movie isn't very big anyway. So it's not going to take that long to film. No, he is a he is a he is a villain in the movie. So I do like that. That'll be funny. Hopefully, he throws his he evil laugh in there. Is once. he the Joker? Is he the Joker? He'd make a, a great Joker character. Oh, it's, it's, it's Avengers, isn't it? Isn't that what, what it is? Or yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah I, just, I just, I just think that you know he always had that Joker type gimmick that that, that evil laugh. So I think yeah. that would. Yeah. Now, I love the laughing. But yeah, the match was great. Uh, I, I liked how AJ did the pedigree 
and then uh, Seth did some styles clash. They, I like how they used each other's moves. You acted like they were going to win with them, and uh, I thought that. But, I thought that but was here's great. The, here's the thing, Brandon. Have you ever seen anybody win with someone else's moves? It's like they they just don't know how to do it the same. You know, it's not the. Well, I you, ha you have you don't see it often, but you have you do see it once in a while. But it's a and then I also liked at the end. I liked the moment with Seth and Triple H at the end of the match. Um, real quickly on using other people's moves, just a uh, gripe that's coming up in the AEW part of this program. Um, how does Jade or how does Taya Valkyrie use the jaded or whatever road to Valhalla on Jade and Jade kicks out, but Jade does the exact same move right after she gets hit with it and it counts out Taya to your point. Maybe they she does it a particular way, it's the same freaking move. And then you have one lady that just kicked out of it. And then another, right after she kicks out, she's she has the strength to do it to the other one. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, maybe maybe she's got more strength and she does it harder and she's tougher. She can kick yeah, it out. Yeah, shows you Jade is better than Ty Valkyrie. <laughs> well, too bad Jade lost her title. Anyway, oh. carry on. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, definitely will. All right, so I think uh, anybody else got any final thoughts on on that one? I think we agree it was probably the best match as far as wrestling goes of the night. Anybody, anybody disagree with that? No, I agree. Did anybody pick AJ in that match? Uh, no, everyone had Seth Rollins. So everybody so far had the same picks. Uh, we had one individual of the four of us that decided that Cody Rhodes was going to win. Um, I won't give out any names. I'm sure he will. Uh, he will. Tell us uh, what he what he what he thinks about the result as he gets off camera. <laughs> we had Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, Kyle, uh, since you picked Cody, uh, what did you think of the match uh, first? I did not like it. Um, it was unbelievable. Um, it was almost cartoonish. Because here's the thing: I don't know if y'all have broken an arm before. Um, I haven't broken an arm, but I've broken a hand. So here's the thing. You break an arm and you get put in a Kimura lock for three minutes, you're going to tap out or pass out. You're not going to just sit there and, oh, oh reach for the rope. <laughs> no, like, stop. Stop with this Super Cena superhero crap with Cody Rhodes. We don't need that. We don't, that's not what we need. It's just unbelievable to what me about the, that. What about the sell of the titanium uh, cast? Well, here's the you, thing you, if, it was, if it was titanium, then I would have been using it from the jump. I wouldn't have waited until I got my butt kicked to start using it. Like it's just, it just does the logic gaps in this story. And in and, and uh, please tell me why is Brock attacking Cody? We still don't know. Because Triple H is paying him too. I don't. Mm, know. Okay. So anyway, I did not like the match. It did go longer than I anticipated it. I do applaud Brock for that. And it wasn't just a bunch of F fives and and. All this other junk. It wasn't all that. So I do appreciate that. But as far as the match goes, could have done without this. All this is doing is setting up. It's they're building Cody up like a superhero, and that's not that's not neat. And and what kind of what kind of dummy goes out there with a broken arm to challenge Brock Lesnar of all people? Brock like, Lesnar. Anyway, I I didn't like it. This guy does. <laughs> I guess he does. Oh, I, I don't know. You I know, just... 
you're right, KO. I mean, two things about it. I can get over the broken arm thing. That's to me a little more believable than the titanium cast thing, right? Like if he, I remember, I don't remember who it was. Somebody said, "Oh, he just remembered he had a." T-. No, he didn't just remember he had a titanium cast on. <laughs> like but that would have been the game plan from the very beginning. That's the that's the game plan. I got him a game plan there. I'm getting three good shots hey, in. I'm pinning the guys no. over. So I'm telling him, I'm just going to make believe I have two broken arms. That will put me two titanium casts on if I can just come out there with titanium cast. Is that not a disqualification? Is that not a weapon? Okay, that was what I was going to say. That's the most unbelievable thing is the referee's like, oh, yeah, well, first off, listen, man, I coach high school athletics. You're not going near a field unless that thing is taped up and wrapped up like a freaking pillow. They it's going to look like a club. Yeah, now you're letting go through the titanium. Ca- like, come on, man. Well, no, he's yeah. not. But then he'd have brass knucks under there, you know, wrapped in. The- See, this is what I'm talking about. Cartoonish. Like this. <laughs> these are th- Brock Lesnar is probably the most intimidating human being on this planet. And then Cody Rhodes, love. Co- I think he's a great professional wrestler. But this story makes absolutely zero sense. The feud has no heat. It's just Brock Lesnar going out there and beating Cody up every week, and Cody coming back for more every week. It's so, stupid. I'm so now he's there. so now he's going to take the time off. He let his arm. Is un- he? Because un- isn't he, he's supposed to be on Raw tonight. Well, ma- well, maybe, but maybe as far as like him fighting, because we know we're getting this a third time. And I'm sorry, yeah, Kyle. We're I know. getting it a third time I know. at SummerSlam, most likely. I know. And so I they're going to have to. Now Cody's going to heal up. He's going to come back. He's going to whoop the mess out of Brock, and then we're going to be done with this, hopefully, forever. Brock's going to get him one more time. He's going to he's gonna cost him the money in the bank. See, that's what I'm thinking. Uh-huh. I, my pick, my early pick to win money in the bank is Cody. No. But I, no. I, I don't think he's going to happen now. Cody's think not going to win gonna anything. Win. Cody's not going to win anything until Mania, by the way. I'm just telling you. Like, someone, someone they're trying to push real hard needs to win the money in the bank. How about they're Gunther. they're building Cody up as a superhero? They're pushing him pretty dang hard. Gunther, that'd be a way for him to uh, go after the he title. He's already a champion, though. He doesn't need the money in the bank. If they're listening to the crowd, it's going to be L.A. Knight. Is who they're yeah. Doing it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. If they're listening, they don't listen. though. they don't listen. They don't listen to that because they haven't they been listening to Kyle. Kyle's been preaching for L.A. Knight for two or three months. Well, just yeah, that he crowd. was winning the bank. Or Bronson what? Reed, either one. Oh, well, good thing Matt's not here. Uh, where's Diggs? Where's Diggs? <laughs> and, and the thing about it is, we've had some winners in the past. It doesn't have to be a Gunther or a Cena or an Orton to win that thing now. They've had guys like, I mean, Otis, Otis won a Money in the Bank. Right? Oh, gosh. You know, so LA Knight could win money. I, I think it's just, I know we're not there yet, but I think that's what it's going to be. But I think Cody is done winning. I don't think Cody will beat Brock at SummerSlam. I think Brock will win that too. I think. I think the plan now with Cody, I'm buying into this now, KO. Tell me if I'm stupid. I'm buying into they're going to do the hard times Dusty Rhodes thing with Cody for the next year. I think he may get hammered over the next year, somehow win a chance. Maybe, maybe I don't know if he, I don't think he can win the Rumble again, but somehow gets his championship match at Mania and wins. But I think, I think that's the, the way they're going with him. That's, that's what it seems. And I, I don't, I don't like it. I don't. What the way Cody came into the WWE when he left AEW when he came to WWE the way he came in, Seth laid down for him three times. So Seth put him over, let him get his wins, and now all of a sudden we got Vince's favorite Brock out here destroying Cody, 
and, and you can't tell me that Vince isn't involved in this saying, hey, uh, we need, hey, pal, we need to punish Cody Rhodes for, for leaving us and starting another company. Like, come on, bro. Get stopped. Just let it, let Cody be Cody. Get him away from Brock. This you makes had, no sense. You had a couple of chances that you had some of the most over faces in the, in the, like, I guess in the, Huge in the nearest the nearest future for me. Like you had you had Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn that were so over. Either one of those over Brock would have been huge. But no, I mean uh, over uh, Roman Reigns. Sorry, I think talking Brock here. That would have been huge, and we just they just let it just go, and now they're both hey, not near as over as they were. Let, let me ask y'all something. Let me let me run this by you. Do you think that the plan at WrestleMania originally? was for Cody to beat Roman because yes. think about this storyline with Brock as Cody is the champion. It makes a lot more sense, but yeah. I think it was nixed last minute, the day of by, the end. The end. by BKM. And I think he nixed it and gave Roman the win because, and, but they just had to keep going with this Brock story because they already had it set up. But think about Cody with the title and then this stuff with Brock, then it makes sense. Now Brock, couldn't challenge Roman for the title, so now he's challenging Cody for the title. That makes a lot more sense than what's going on right now. You know, I'm just thinking, maybe, maybe when tell me, tell me when the next Royal Rumble is, KO. When when is it? What? That would be January of, of what year? 2024. You know, there's going to be a great bidding war that that may end <laughs> before the Royal Rumble in 2024, and that may be how Cody wins the Rumble. I'm just. I, I don't I I hope I hope MJF does not come to WWE. Me too. Because he wouldn't be MJF. They'll ruin him. I'm yeah, he wouldn't be MJF. What we saw last night out of MJF would not happen on WWE television. Mm -hmm. Or it would be bleeped out a lot. <laughs> yeah, the press conferences would be a lot better for WWE if that was if he was on there. Uh, yeah, that but no, I'm with you, KO. I think that I, I've read this a couple different places that I think I think even when they walked out to the ring, they thought Cody was still going to win. Uh, there's been numerous people said they, that it got changed during the match. They said, no, we're not doing it, which is why, so, you know, Solo comes back out and does what he does. You know, I, I don't know, but you're right. It all makes more sense. The bloodline thing can still happen if Roman's not the champion. Yep. Cody and Brock makes a lot more sense. Yep. There, there's, you know, obviously they knew they knew a long time ago they were going to have this Roman and, and Solo versus Sammy and KO match. That would make a lot more sense if he didn't have the universe. I mean, there's all things, but I think that's exactly what happened. Is that it I, got I, changed in the middle? I think it got changed because you're right. The bloodline story right now, it doesn't need a title. It's a, it's got a, it's got legs of its own. It doesn't need the title. So the new head it, of the it, table, huh? We got the new head of the, of the table, Jimmy Uso. <laughs> I am the tribal chief. Um, <laughs> I think, but when I mean, if you just look at everything that transpired from Mania up until now and just change it and take the title off Roman, you can still have the bloodline story, and the story with Cody and Brock makes more sense. So, but, um, look, anyway. Let's compare it to normal sports, okay? Would the NFL play a season where everybody wasn't chasing a championship? They were just trying to compete with a couple of, like, they were just randomly playing teams. And that's what we have now. We have a universal championship that means absolutely nothing at this point because Roman's so tied up in this thing with the Usos and, the, and Solo – that that we're going to have a champion uh, that that 
for months now may go without it ever being challenged. And well, I, think I was about to say, he hasn't even been challenged for it since Mania, has he? Uh, nope, that's it. Nope, see? So he hadn't, he, since April, he hasn't had a championship match. I mean, a solo championship match. And so to me, that diminishes the whole thing, right? Like, to me, that that's why are we doing it? Why, why? If, if, if he's the champion, he's to be fighting. And that, that's what you can say about a lot of guys in AEW. You know, we, we can talk all, thing, all day about AEW versus WWE, but one thing AEW does is their champions fight. And WWE, it's just they need the belt. The guy with the belt gets the story, and that's it, right? Now, they put on a better show. We saw that over the weekend. I think they had the better entertainment value, right? But it, but the, it doesn't make sense what's going on. They're wasting a the championship. I don't know. It's just – it was, it was, it's something that, that I, I'm with you. I think that the whole thing is backwards because something happened at Mania the night of, but, but it, it you're, everybody's just feuding for nothing at this point. And I remember wrestling has always been about somebody's always trying to get the belt. And right now the belt's just untouchable. We're going to celebrate a thousand days as a champion and he hadn't fought in nine, you know? So yeah. I don't know. And we got, uh, we got Chris chatting with us. Uh, welcome Chris. Uh, feel free to, uh, let us know how you felt about the uh, pay-per-view over the weekend. Glad you're uh, joining us here. Chris looks awful like Adam Cole, by the way. Just... <laughs> hey, maybe it is Adam Cole. Hey, we'll, we'll welcome you if you're Adam Cole. Maybe it's his fake profile. Well, in that case, hi, Brittany. It, yes. <laughs> yes. Hello. <laughs> DMD. Oh man! All right, so uh, that just leaves one match left to talk about, and um, went like exactly like I thought it would. You know, you had a you had a some controversy. You had KO and Sammy coming out on top. Now, the end of the night did not. I didn't see that coming this early, but uh, guys, this just really makes the storyline just continue to roll and. and when you don't think there's anything left with the bloodline, they just keep throwing something like I knew eventually this would get to, but I didn't think they were going to throw that out at the end of the pay-per-view last night. It left you hanging and want more, which I'm, I miss that a lot of times. They don't, they don't WWE does not leave you with those moments like they used to uh, from back in the day. So I was like, this is great. I know I was wanting more, but it was, I loved the way they ended it. What'd y'all think of the ending? I, I loved it. I thought it was a, uh... I thought the match was was fantastic. Um, just the story of everything. The I tell you, they they may not tell any other story for ten years, but this bloodline story will stand the test of time. It is one of the greatest stories that WWE has ever told, and the twists and turns. I saw something on YouTube the other day where it had the whole bloodline saga starting back in 2020 when. Jay Uso, and then they had that Hell in the Cell match between him and Roman, and then Jimmy came out. Like, going back, this story has been building for basically three years, and I think it is, it's it's coming to a head. I literally, I was watching it up here at work after uh, I finished everything. I didn't want to wait till I got home, so I, I watched it up here. I literally jumped out of my seat when I saw the Usos super kick solo. I said, oh, no. And then but Wayne Roman kept pushing the Usos. I said, somebody's about to snap. And Jimmy snapped. Not once, super kicked Roman twice. And I I could I, my jaw dropped. I couldn't believe it. It was the it was an, an amazing ending to the pay-per-view. And it it that that match 
that ending mixed with the four pillars match on AEW, the two best things on the weekend, in my opinion. Yeah, that was it was impressive. It's funny how it's come full circle, though, fellas, because we, you know, we always thought it might be Jay Uso that would be the one that would end up turning. And it's it's interesting that it's now Jay had kind of been more of trying to the peacekeeper over the last couple of weeks because um, Jay was the one that was upset when originally when they kicked Sammy out and the whole Sammy situation, how they treated him. But he kind of came back, and then now it's Jimmy's the one which originally – Jimmy was the one that was originally friends with Sammy and you know they were they were cool for the longest time. Jay wasn't down with it. So it's kind of like went from Jimmy was the one that was kind of like Sammy, then he kind of didn't and Jay was backing him for a while. Now Jimmy's I guess starting to see the light of of what Sammy's been talking about and he's the one that actually turns and and, and drops Roman. I still think the end of the story is Jay Uso taking the title off Roman. I think that's the end. I'm not sure when it'll happen, maybe at WrestleMania next year, but I think the end of the story is Jay Uso. Everybody's going to turn on Roman, but Jay Uso, I think, is going to be the one that ends up with the Universal Championship or the not, whatever title it is solo? at that point. I'm not Solo then. I don't think Solo yet. I think Solo becomes the new head of the table with the Usos as his his minion, but I think Jay takes the title off of Roman just to give that story a full circle moment because Jay is who started with Roman all the way back, you know, like I said, three years ago. So mm-hmm. I think Jay is ultimately the one who takes it off of Roman. You know, I, I was making some notes here, and I, I'm glad K.O. said that. I think that, the, you know, K.O. says the best story WWE has told I think it might be one of the greatest stories that's been told in wrestling. Period. I, I can't think of many that they that that have been let develop the way that they have. Right. I mean, think about in the time since you've been watching wrestling, what have been the major storylines that that are on that level? NWO, maybe. Right. Like, I like, I like the Nexus storyline was pretty good for a while. Right. But but think about how this one blows that one out of the water. Right. Like to me, this one's so far above and beyond. And, and I think that that. My favorite thing about it is the raw emotion from these guys. Like, it, it's they've been so immersed in the storyline that it's not just the story anymore. You heard them call Roman Joe at the end of the match Saturday. Like, they're they they are so invested in what's going on. And and I think that you mentioned how it's kind of gone full circle. I had I had wrote down Jay with a question mark here because it's funny that he's kind of been on this mental trip through this whole thing, right? Like where he was pro Sammy and anti-bloodline. And then remember SummerSlam last year, basically Jimmy's making him do what he's supposed to be, you know, making Jay fall in line, basically. And now Jimmy's saying, hey, I should have I done this a long time ago. You've been telling me for months, this is how I should do it, this is how I should do it. And now you do it, and now Jay's conflicted about what's going on here. I think it's great. I think that, uh, you know, Sammy and KO winning is not even a big story. We kind of talked about that. The match wasn't the story. It was – the story itself. I'm surprised. I'm not surprised it happened now. I've been, I thought it was going to happen. It, we thought it was going to happen at Mania. We thought it was going to happen before then. But uh, anyway, uh, I think that, that it meant so good. And so what does it mean for everybody else? Do the Usos, obviously it's going to be, you know, Jimmy and Roman now going at each other. What does it mean for Solo next? Because if anything, they might have weakened him a little bit in the last couple of months, I think, in the way he's looked since Mania. 
Um, well, I was surprised that they they pinned him. I thought it might be a, a DQ uh, match. I thought that would have been to me that would have been better because then you you don't you don't like make anybody look weak. It's just the fact that that Usos interfere with the match. Let's just throw it out and have that Sammy and and KO win by disqualification. That it's not going to make anybody look weak at that point. I I didn't like that they pinned Solo just because. I still think the way they've built him, I still think there's a chance that he's the one that takes it off Roman. And the only reason I say that is like they've built him up to be the next Roman Reigns almost. Like yeah. he just hasn't he had the one loss to Cody, which I thought that was that was strange. I didn't really like what that they did that. I thought they should have done the same thing and and pulled a DQ or something, or maybe he hits him with a you know something illegal and they, they blow the match. I don't know. It could go either way. I could, I see what y'all are saying with the J thing. I think either one of them, I think would work. It'll be interesting. It's the, that's the nice thing about this story. We don't know where it's going to go. It's got several different pathways it can take to get to the end of it. So it'll be interesting to see how they kind of finish it out. And, and one more thing, I think the way the match ended, I thought it almost made Roman look a little weak that he just kind of sat there at the end and took it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, he's just sitting there on the on the floor, and he's just – I mean, I don't, I don't know what I expected. I feel like I expected more than that. And it almost made him look like I, – I know I know that the storyline is he's he now understands that it's all falling apart. But still, I, I thought that either have the dude be knocked out and he's not awake or, I think or something in, else. I think he was in shock, Jeremy. Maybe so. But if like, you're, you're – you're, you're you're, your your family just turned on you and super kicked you in the face twice. He's probably just like he couldn't believe what happened. I mean it's pretty and, dumb if he didn't see it coming though, right? I mean well, <laughs> but he thinks, knew that was happening. But but the head of the table, he thinks he's got his bloodline and family. I mean, they'll do the same way with Sammy. I'm, Everybody I'm, saw the Sammy thing coming and he didn't see it. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I just those are my thoughts. on There were a lot of things going on there. It would be interesting to see what they do next. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, right, la so the layers to the story have been just uh, – Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the, I, was, I was just saying the layers to the story have been great. And, you know, normally after a pay-per-view or a premium live event, whatever, it Raw is what you're looking forward to, like how to watch Raw to see what happens. Tonight I wasn't even worried about watching Raw tonight because – one, I watched so much wrestling yesterday. I was like, I got to have a little break tonight. But SmackDown is like appointment viewing on Friday night because you like, and SmackDown's been that way. Like, it's been taken over. And but this week, especially, you got to watch SmackDown to see where they continue this. Yeah, SmackDown's going to be interesting. I'll still probably skim through Raw later, but uh, SmackDown's definitely going to be interesting. So, our final uh, tallies um, the three of us. Minus Kyle tied at five picks, and and Kyle is uh, the lone four pick person. The only difference was he he thought Cody Rhodes was going to win, and and uh, that didn't happen. So I I honestly thought I might get all seven correct here. I didn't wasn't expecting to to miss any here, and and WWE you know kind of surprised me. Yeah, I kind of thought seven and zero would be the th would be the thing there for us. Yeah, well. Not, not to be so, um, but uh, yeah, pat ourselves all on the back. We all, we all beat Kyle this week, uh, 
And uh, I guess we'll move on and talk about the uh, the next pay-per-view, the AEW Double or Nothing. Um, any any opening thoughts on it? I know we talked a little bit about the crowd not being as as full as we and, and as loud as uh, what we expected. Something I liked off the top when I was watching the I can't I came in late of the pre-show, but I got to see. They did move some matches around. So one of the matches that we actually picked wasn't even on the main card. And then, the, of course, the the uh, House of Black match, which we really couldn't have picked that one anyway. I guess we could have picked the House of Black or whoever they fought because um, we didn't have – they didn't announce who they were going to face until the actual match. But I thought it was interesting the way they did the Battle Royal. Royale, I guess. Um, they had all the entrances in the pre-show. So they all got their time kind of gave you, okay, let's see who's in this match, and then kind of to sell you to buy the pay-per-view. I thought that was a little interesting. Um, but I don't know about you guys. I, I missed that match. Like, I didn't get that one correct. Um, I picked the field versus uh, Orange Cassidy. If I would have known who would have been in it and there wasn't a special wild, I would have picked Orange Cassidy after I saw who was in, the, who was in it. I just didn't think any of those people – I thought there was a lot of feuds within this match that had their own feuds going on. And I just didn't see anybody that I was like, man, they could be, they could win this match. Like I, I, there were some possible people, obviously, but just if I'd have known who was in the field, I wouldn't have picked the field. What about you guys? And, and I didn't understand Swerve being the, in the, the final two with Orange Cassidy. That was the, the shocker to me, I guess, that it was and, Swerve. Another thing I don't like is I don't like that 18 people stood outside the ring and didn't have to cut. And then you couldn't tell who was in the ring, who wasn't in the ring, like who's gone over the top rope. Uh, that to me, I don't like that. Like they should have to all get in the ring and you can't. Just yeah, it's funny when like. It's when the Miz does it and then like one person does it and kind of do it to be sneaky, but when everybody does it, it makes no sense. Yeah, it's just a lot of stuff going on, uh, like uh, Swerve and and uh, who was it? Uh, Cage, Brian Cage stood at the in the ramp for like five or ten minutes. Like, I don't, I, I don't like that. Kyle, what do you what are your thoughts on this uh, battle royale? I'm usually not a fan of battle royales, um, just because there's there's so much going on. Um, I am with you. I think the people standing out of the ring is ridiculous, especially that many. Like Brandon said, if it's one or two, that's that's one thing. But when you have half the battle royal field starting outside the ring, why ring the bell if not everybody's in the ring? Like, don't start the match. Like, it's just – that makes no sense. So, um, I, I'll tell you what. I enjoyed the – the thing about battle royals is it doesn't matter until you get down to, like, the final four or five anyway. But – I'm excited, and I think me and Brandon had talked about this on Twitter. I'm excited for a potential Swerve Orange Cassidy feud or a match at least. I think that will be phenomenal. They, they are they are they done with Keith Lee and Swerve though? Have they finished that that feud? Did that really ever finish? I don't think it ever finished, but I don't think they're revisiting it right now. I think I think what what Tony Khan needs to do is start a feud with the Embassy. Or who is it? No, not the the mogul affiliates or whoever it is, and oh, um, oh, the oh, best, yeah, yeah, and the best friends start a feud with them where the blow off is Swerve and Orange Cassidy, 
at the end. I I would love to see. I would love to see Swerve and Orange Cassidy go 15, 20 minutes one on one. I think that'd be great. I didn't yeah. think Orange would win. I know I picked Orange, but I didn't think he would win um, until it came down to the very end. It was like Swerve, Big Bill, and Penta, and <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's Orange. I wish they'd do a little more with Big Bill. Yeah, I wish they'd change he- his name. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's that's one thing. But I mean, back back when he was with uh oh, what's his name? I don't know. Enzo. Enzo. I like their act. Um, mm-hmm. he needs a mouthpiece, but I mean, he's a big. You almost forget how big he is. I mean, his he's name huge. is Big Bill, but he is huge. And at one point, I was like, okay, surely they wouldn't put him winning this. But who's left that can get him out of the ring? Um. That was kind of interesting the way he went out, but and he did go. But I was kind of wondering for a minute because you know you get those big guys in. There's only two or three left. You know how do you get them out of the ring? You know, oh wait, you got to fake them. You got to act like you're there and let them run by you, and they stick their leg over the rope like <laughs> dummies. <laughs> uh, Have I told y'all that I met Big Bill one time? One time? No, I don't he know. Still, he was he was cast XL at this time. And uh, he was wrestling for the Southwest Wrestling Fury something. I don't know. It was a show in Canton Canton or whatever. Yeah. 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 There was a show in Canton, and uh, I had ringside seats because they were like 40 bucks. So I had ringside seats, and uh, I got to dap up Mark Henry, Teddy Long, Playa. Playa. And Cass XL was there with uh, Melina. Melina was uh, his valet. And uh, after the show, I got a video with with Cass. He like got in my camera and everything. So I met Cass one time. So what's up, Big Bill? The dude he's, has, he's, uh, had more bad names than ever. anybody. <laughs> yeah. He's big as he's big as advertised, right? He is enormous. Yes, he is huge. So you got big, W. Morrissey, you got Big Bill, Cass. Yeah, I was say, big Big Bill's better than W. Morrissey, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I, yeah. They're both bad. I he just needs to go back to Cass. Yeah. 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 So I guess let's see how'd that one go. So yeah, Kyle and Jeremy had uh Orange Cassidy. So good job, Jeremy. Great minds think alike. Absolutely. So I, I don't again I would one of those once we saw the entrance. Yeah. I that's one of, I don't know if you heard me a while ago, Kyle, but if I'd have seen the field who was in it, yeah, I did before the match had happened, I would have I would have gone with Orange Cassidy. I was I was looking for a big surprise. Interest. I thought Miro was going to be in this. Yeah. See, I thought someone surprised might come in, and it, that's that was what I was going with. And the fact that, like my like my professor said, it was a what a ninety something percent chance that uh the field listen, would win. Listen, you can't always listen to your professor. The professor is not always <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> he was he was right a lot to lot on this one. Uh. Look, me, me and the professor have a nice little backstage rivalry going. Yeah, I'm sure he'll have some things to say uh, on Twitter after he gets to watch our show. Well, he better he better at me, okay? Don't go all that <laughs> subtweeting. He better at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, okay. Let me look. Let me. Uh... I, I did like the, I did like the finish. It was it, it was classic Orange Cassidy. The finish was. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Instead of doing something fancy, he just yeah, kicked his hand off. 
Which, if you think about it, how come more people don't do that? When somebody's holding on, just kick their arm off. It's too logical, Kyle. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. So that it takes be, the laziest be, guy in the business to do it. I got it. Okay. Oh, man. All right. So anybody else got any any any, any spots you guys saw in this match that you thought were, were, um, were cool or that you liked? Because I mean, there was a lot of spots in this one. Yeah, what's the, well, that one dude, I don't even know who he – the one lucha guy, the one lucha guy. I don't really, I can't remember his name. Uh, Commander. It's, it's not Lucha Brothers, and it's not the. Bandito's the Carol. other one. Commander. Commander. About Bandito. Yeah. Bandito. He's with the best friends. Yeah, he now. Has some he's, good. He's the best amigo. Yeah, but Kim, the commander had some of the good spots. Commander had the one spot before the everybody was even in the ring. Yeah, um, my my. I guess the one that sticks out in my head. I'm thinking about it. Uh, Dusty Rhodes hitting a destroyer on the apron was pretty sweet. Um, and, and then obviously the finishing part with I, I love Swerve's flash kick that he does a little run, a little pow on the side. I love that little flash kick he does. Um, but I, the Dusty Rhodes spot with the destroyer on the apron, it looked vicious. Anything by him these days is, is impressive. I mean, he's he's got to be pushing, but he's in his 50s now. I mean, it's uh, I, I think they use a good, they do a good job with him. They don't overuse him, but they just put him in spots where he can be, because uh, people know him. You know, he's he's one of those wrestlers that everyone knows. So I think they do a they do a good job of not overusing him, just kind of using him in feuds here and there. All right, so let's go here to the next one here. Um, we got. Um, it was the unsanctioned match with Adam Cole and Chris Jericho, I believe, was the next match. Um, yeah, I was be first. Yeah, I, I think it was, and they they changed some of the. Of course, we got the match switch, where you know that one, the 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 uh, Hardy. Well, we talk about that one first because that was in the buy-in show. We we did pick that one. The what we called the uh, the firm versus uh, the Hardy party, but then they had Hook in there. I didn't know Hook was in it. I thought it was uh uh Yeah, well that changed Friday because uh uh Isaiah Cassidy is out with a neck oh, injury. Whatever. Uh, See, I don't watch Rampage. But yeah. I if I would have known Hook was in it, I would have picked Hook. But yeah, I think I, I even said that. Oh, you, show, you were the only me. one with the firm. Well, because I didn't know Hook was out. I thought it was just the old Hardys that they were going against. I didn't know it was Hook there too. By the way, yeah. Jeff Hardy, yeah. I know he was probably yeah. selling his, his ankles. Jeff Hardy, look, I respect, I said this on Twitter, I respect everything the Hardys have done for wrestling. I, in their in their heyday, they were fantastic. I'm sick of seeing them. They, I'm, they are not good in the ring anymore. They're slow. Their moves aren't crisp. Jeff Hardy nearly broke his dang neck falling off the turnbuckle. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm good give on me, the Hardys. Give me, more, give me more compound. Hardy compound matches only for the Hardys. Then you can, at least you can no Hardy. script yeah, I, them out. And, and I'm with you, Ko. I, I think it's time for them to be done. I, you know, I'm just glad that it was a. Hear me, delete, delete, delete. You know, my my fear was that this dude has gone out in Vegas and he's gotten messed up again, right? Like <laughs> when you see that clip. I mean, seriously, like that's what you're concerned about that guy for, right? Like he keeps doing this to his body. That's what he's going to do, and that's unfortunate because the guy's legacy. I'm not saying that's what happened, but his legacy could be ruined if that does take place. And so let's let him get out now 
let him and Matt have maybe you want to give him one more run, maybe one more match with FTR. I don't know what you do, but they need to be out soon. I, I, I see you shaking your head, KO, but they when they leave, when they are going to be done, they deserve, they've earned that on the way out. 100 percent. They deserve a uh, a retirement party, if you will, a a good send off. They they've earned their flowers, one hundred percent, but not against FTR. Maybe do you think, maybe. What? I was gonna say, do you think that the Hardys um, are addicted to doing that stuff? Like you know, to, like like the adrenaline. They they know nothing else. So I mean, I get it. And and Jeremy, I thought the same thing. I thought Jeff had done got got out in Vegas and went and messed up. But then I realized, oh, okay, he's just selling his ankle, and he just kind of took it a little too far there. But he almost uh, died. Yeah, he almost <laughs> I, he he nearly broke his damn neck. Like that's mm. that's ridiculous. And mm. I just I don't I don't care to see the Hardys on TV anymore. Um, but yes, one hundred percent, they deserve a proper exit. They definitely deserve all that. I think the Hardys' best, uh, what they've the best left in them is um, writing storylines. You know, yeah. when they let Matt, Matt does, especially Matt, I'm, I'm sure Jeff has as well, but in t- Impact, when he was writing his own stories and doing all that with the, you know, his broken character and all that stuff, some of that was one of the most entertaining uh, segments on TV at the time. Um, I actually watched Impact a lot more back then because of that. And, so I think they could really use his creative mind in the back. We talked about uh, Tony Khan taking on too much. Let's use Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. Let, let them write some stories and help uh, help him out some. I think that would be the best use. I, I like the Hardys, but, yeah, I mean, am I tired? I'm not going to say I'm tired of seeing them on TV, but I don't think there's – unless they're just putting people over, um, at this point there's not much left for them to do. But, but at least they are trying to do that, I feel like. Like, I feel like Matt especially is trying to help young guys and, and, and push them a little bit, Like right? Like, so – but but I do think Matt as a member of creative will be good. Jeff's a little too far out there for me. Huh. I think Matt's the creative one of the bunch, and Jeff <laughs> has some crazy ideas. Uh, you know, He could be the stunt coordinator. Well, he could do that. But, uh, and, you know, the first video they should show is what he did, you know, Sunday when he almost died. So maybe he shouldn't <laughs> be the stunt coordinator, but – uh, there, there's they got to be on their way out. I think they are, and, and and I don't know how how soon that'll happen. But I think Matt is a member of Creative. I think every every promotion will be trying to get him involved. All right, we got that one out of the way. Um, let's go back to the Adam Cole Chris Jericho match. Um, I thought this was a pretty pretty good match. Um, my my biggest surprise. I was looking for some more uh, interference and stuff happened. Now y'all y'all may be able to answer this. Okay, so we started out the match. Everybody was out there. We had the JAS. We had Sabu. For some reason, I'm still not sure where that where we're going to bring the Sabu out of the retirement house, and we brought him in. Um, and all these people out, and then all of a sudden, they were gone. I don't know that they said where everybody went. But they were just gone, and then all of a sudden it was a one-on-one unsanctioned match between Jericho and Cole. That was, I think that was the biggest surprise to me. That um, and then the unsanctioned match got stopped. Yeah. What, 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 what why? I thought 
AEW said they didn't care about what happened this match. They were signing themselves out of it, but yet they stopped the match. Does that make sense? Isn't the unsanctioned match the same as a lights out match? Yes. Yes. So, okay. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Last lights out match they had, didn't they have a non AEW official in there? It was a like a, he didn't even have the referee stripes on. He had like a black shirt on and it wasn't. It, it wasn't official or anything, but this time we have Aubrey out there and with the, it didn't say AEW on it, but it said double or nothing on the patch. Like it, everything about this just felt weird. Like you said, Brett, from the very start, what is Sabu? What is Sabu doing out there? What's he doing flying off the top rope through tables? Um, Somebody just said that he had just gotten out of the hospital or something. Dude. He's on his way back in. looks like, <laughs> but, but yeah, it, the stop at the end of the the stoppage of the match makes absolutely no sense if it's unsanctioned. Don't stop it. Like for all I care, Adam Cole could still be punching Jericho's head. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's an unsanctioned match. Like yeah. number one, why is there an official anyway? I don't know. Period. Well, maybe to count the to count one, two, three. Okay. Number two. Number two. I saw this tweet over the weekend. It's actually I I don't know. Was it, it from was, me? No, it wasn't. I mean, you had some good oh. ones, but this wasn't you. I don't think it was you. Maybe it was. If it's an unsanctioned match, why don't you just bring a gun? Like, just end it. Like, <laughs> like, like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's, that's a little too bring, extreme there. You could bring a titanium cast, right? No, that's only for a sanctioned match. Hey, no, oh. we did have we did have guns. Arn Anderson had his guns out. He had the Glock. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, mean, you mean Vampire Anderson? <laughs> If what John Morant would have showed up, we'd all been in trouble. Oh, God. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh man. Let's take a turn. Yeah. Oh. That's so dope. Where you at, boys? Where you at, boys? Uh, <laughs> that was great. That was great. Uh, oh, I, you know, I, it, but some, you're right, man. Some of the things don't make sense, right? Like, what? I don't know. Why are you even having a three-count in an unsanctioned match anyway? Like, to me, it's just a fight. Brock Lesnar wanted to fight. That's what they should have been doing. I, you know, but there theirs was, was an actual match. He wanted to fight, but they had an actual match. I think, yeah, right. I, there was so much more that should have been an unsanctioned match that led up to the match than during the match. The sad thing was, Jeremy, that the match was good. Like I enjoyed, I enjoyed the whole. You know, they almost went back to the handcuff again. Then he handcuffed it to each other. Like some of the parts in the match were good. It was just confusing on the whole unsanctioned. Then we had people out there. Then all of a sudden, you can't tell me they just all ran off and and not supporting their their people. I, that that made absolutely no sense to me. Like, okay, so maybe the ref, if the ref throws them out, that's one thing. But then it's an unsanctioned match, so can the ref even throw them out? There yeah, was so I mean, many questions. I was trying to figure out that during the match, and I, it kind of took away from the actual match. That was actually pretty decent. I mean, I, I wasn't wasn't the best match in that, but it was a pretty good match. Yeah, I mean, just stick them all in a blood and gut match. I don't know, I don't know, but it was so many rules for a match with no rules. I don't understand. <laughs> well, yeah, I liked it, but you know, Sabu, he was supposed to. They they at the last second they said he's a special enforcer. So I thought, oh, he's gonna be neutral, and then he comes out and starts taking out the JS. But I did like I did like his spot, like. We talk about old people, you know, not looking the same. Sabu looked great flying. I mean, he only had to do it once. He got out. Granted, he looked great. Granted, he didn't look. Frustrated. 
Brandon, he's probably in a in the hospital today. <laughs> oh, probably, but, but I mean, I could we, I could look great in the front of a ladder, but I probably wouldn't be getting out of bed for a few days. He's in a full body cast. I know, today. but we just we just talked about how we just talked about how, how bad Trish and the Hardys have looked at their old age, and Sabu still looked good. He, well, he did Sabu, his one thing and got out. All Sabu, he did Sabu, is dive off the top rope. Even Jeff Hardy can do that. Hey, he got up there. No, no, he, he can't. There and didn't touch it. <laughs> no, Jeff Hardy can't get up to the top rope, boys. In case you just, in case you missed that. So Sabu over Jeff Hardy, apparently. I, look, um, I would rather see Sabu in the ring at this point than Jeff Hardy. Wow. Yeah, at least you, at least you expect something bad to happen when Sabu's in the ring. He's How about whatever. Sabu, Sabu versus Omas. I'd pay to watch that, actually. I mean... <laughs> we lost... We, we lost Kyle. We lost him. That's Sabu like, wearing Omas out with the kendo sticks. That'd be worth watching. Uh, yeah, I, but it'd have to be some kind of match like that. We might as well bring back Tommy Dreamer and and everybody. What are we going to bring? Speaking e? of somebody e. who looks bad, have you seen Tommy Dreamer lately? Good grief. That's uh-huh. a guy that needs to be off TV for a while. Is he still wrestling? He was he was yeah, involved. He, he actually in, wrestled in Lufkin like a month ago. Well, he was on like Impact even in the last few months, right, Brandon? I mean, yeah. like I think yeah, he's he, been around. Yeah, he run, yeah, because he like runs he runs things over there. Yeah. Oh, oh stay off the How screen, is- man. He looks terrible. Oh. He makes Mick Foley look like a supreme athlete at the end of Mick Foley's days. It was <laughs> it's terrible. Oh my. Uh, we, we must have really uh, insulted uh, Ko with the uh, Omos. I should just re- <laughs> I should rename his uh, handle there Omos. <laughs> he didn't like that. <laughs> Omos um, lover eighteen. But I think we all agree the match was pretty solid. Um, Jeremy, you had, you were the only one who had Chris Jericho. What was uh, what were your thoughts at the end there? I, you know. Uh, I thought my man would find a way to cheat and, and the JS would play a factor, but I guess the greatness of Sabu. Uh, <laughs> he, he scared him off. He scared him away. I mean, yeah, there's there's however many people now in the JAS and and one old man uh, did enough damage to keep me from being right. But I just, you know, like I told you guys, like if, if there's going to be more to the story, then I think it's Jericho. And if there's not, it's going to be Adam Cole. But, uh, you know, good, good for – I, I like I like Adam Cole a lot more. I'm just trying to be correct here, but I, 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 I'm glad Adam Cole got the win. Yeah, I was I was hoping for uh, uh, another one of the undisputed era members to return. Um, I think yeah. it's eventually yeah. coming. Maybe they go after the trios. I'll, I mean, I'm in for undisputed era versus House of Black. Sign me up for that trios match. Um, you think it's Kyle O'Reilly that comes back? Probably, I think Bobby Fish has maybe said a little few. Yeah, too I think many things. I think Bobby Fish is done. Yeah, but as soon as Kyle O'Reilly's is, and I've heard that he's been getting close, or he's close to being ready. So I could see them going after um, the trios title. That would be a heck of a match. Because um, you know they were trying to, they were trying to go, they were trying to put them at in that trios before. Um, all the injuries previously, so all right, so 
We I don't know where we're we're going and we're we're going on a road trip with Kyle here. I'm confused on. Yeah, I'm I'm really I'm trying to figure this one out. Um, <laughs> what what we're doing here? Anarchy in the arena part two. This is. Uh, I can't wait to get to that. I got so much I want to say about that, but. Yeah, there you go. That's it right there. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Uh, next up here. Uh, on my list, we've got the AEW World Trios Championship House of Black versus the acclaimed have arrived, fellas. Oh, when that whenever that music hit, man, Listen. I was just oh man. I wish the the that's always what I'm I'm I don't is it me or do you look forward to the entrance more than the, the match almost? Yeah, I mean I'll sure. put them in the ring, don't get me wrong. But like their entrance is one of the is one of the hottest entrances going right now, especially with it. You never know what Caster's going to say, especially um, Sunday, man. Oh, oh my gosh, man! But they say things that only they can get away with. Yeah. Like, it, but it is it is greatness. Uh, I have a seventeen year old, and all he looks, all he wants to do is hear what they had to say, and then he can walk in the next room. He doesn't care about anything else. <laughs> when, when Brandon, when we were there in, in Garland back in December, first time he'd ever been around them, and he was like, these guys are great. I want to watch them all the time. And so literally, if I'm watching Wednesday, he hears the music. He's going to run in there, hear what they have to say, and he's going to run out again. Like, he doesn't care, but it's great. Yeah, very, very entertaining. Um, but I thought this was an interesting match. I... I I like the acclaim. I just don't know how reasonable they're an opponent still having uh, Billy Gunn in the, with them. I mean, I mean, I like him as with them in the act. I think at some point he's got to go back with his sons, right? I mean, you I know, know it's a big. I know this is a big act, and he he kind of adds to them. But you think that? But man, that's a, that's two guys who have kind of fallen off down too, right? Like very quickly all of a sudden seem irrelevant so they um, need him they they were they were the hottest when the claim and the guns were feuding and it was like they were it was the whole deal with billy gun back and forth so at some point that would be the only way they could get back relevant possibly is billy gun going back with his sons and i don't know but there's not even any seeds of that happening right now right like if they're no, gonna not, actually not, use a storyline no and, Nothing and, current, but I think just, of at some point. Well, but you would think they, that that's what they would want to do, and he would want to do that, right? Like, it's got to be hard for him to sit there and watch his sons go from holding the belts, what, a month ago, two months ago, to now, like. Are they even on Rampage? Are they even on Rampage? Yeah, I think Rampage, and that's it. Like, not even a lot. Uh, yeah. So maybe, maybe they want to be on their own, but I would think as a dad, that would be hard for him to sit there and watch them to fall off the way they have. And by the way, he's with two guys who are the hottest, not the hottest, one of the hottest groups in all of wrestling. Uh, that's it's it's an odd thing to me. Um, yeah, I would say that the acclaim have even fallen off quite a bit from their yeah from their peak. Um, I I think look, we talked about we we've joked about Sabu and Jeff Hardy. Billy Gunn looks good. Billy Gunn looks phenomenal, and he's like 60 years old. Um, 
and he could still move in the ring. If that's that's the type of legend that I can get behind and see on TV. Like if you if you're that if you're that capable in the ring, I'm all for it. But um, I I thought it was a very good match with the House of Black. I love the House of Black. I think they are fantastic. Um, and I also love the acclaimed. And I haven't heard from the acclaimed in a long time, which may have gave Max Caster a little more time to 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 think of those little raps that he came up with. Oh, um, those were those were hot on Sunday. He was he was he was spitting fire on Sunday. So um, I loved I, I I enjoyed the match though. I thought it was a very good match. The outcome was predictable. I don't think House of Black are are losing those trios titles for a very long time. Do you think? Uh, did you hear us talk about? What about an undisputed era House of Black trios? Would you be Would you sign up for that? A few yeah. with them. Yeah, Adam Cole and Roddy, Roddy Strong and Kyle O'Reilly when O'Reilly comes back. Yeah, yeah, I'm down for that. I mean, I could yeah, see them good. being a, a formidable, possibly taking the titles off of them at some, at, you know. I don't think they're taking them. That's the thing. I don't think House of Black is losing those titles for a long time. I don't know who they would lose them to. Um, maybe maybe Death Triangle, when Death Triangle, if Pac comes back and get them with the Lucha Brothers again. Because um, I really enjoyed them those three together. But mm -hmm. I, I think House of Black is holding those titles for majority, if not all, of this year. Now I don't, I but I don't like how they have to do an open challenge every week. Like let's let's get some stories going with the House of Black. You got three people there that can all go solo. Let's get some. Let's get a feud going with another trios group and let's have some matches and and then have a right, blow off trios match. Because right now it feels WWE ish where they're just fighting an opponent every week. It's just open. It's the same thing they did with the TBS title with Jade for the longest time. It was just open challenge after open. Same thing they're doing with the international championship with Orange Cassidy. It's just open challenge after open challenge. There's no story. It's just, hey, I have a title. Who wants a match? Oh, you? Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> so so you're showing up next week, KO, and you're going to uh, answer the open Might challenge. As well. Might as well. I, I'll tell you this. I ain't doing it against House of Black. <laughs> I will not go in there against Malachi Black, Brody King, or uh, or Buddy Matthews. Ain't doing hey, we'll that. Find, we'll find you a couple guys. Um, how about? Ain't doing uh, that. How about nope. Omos? Nope. And who else? Ali. Ali. No. <laughs> Listen, I would. I would have a. I, I would. Uh, I would answer the open challenge for Orange Cassidy though, because I would fight just like he did. I put my hands in my pocket. We could just roll all day and do the little the little fake hits. You know, I'd do that all day. Till he hits you with a drop kick. Till he till he hits me with the orange punch, and then uh, I'm snoozing. Depends who the rider is, but that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's see. We had in that match. Um, I'm trying to look on here. We had. We didn't, uh, we didn't pick that one. I don't think. No, we didn't. You're right. Correct. We didn't pick that one because that one was on the card. They did I didn't that even know that was on the on the. I didn't even know that was on the pay per view until well, Sunday. Brandon mentioned it. I think mentioned that match being on a because we talked about the buy in. I think at one point it was maybe a buy in, and they switched that one. Was that what? Is that what I, I remember, Brandon? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah, switched. It, it, it said, "Yeah, it was. It was tentatively, tentatively set for the buy in." Yeah, and then they switched it. They pulled a Vince McMahon. I guess they switched it. In uh, the Matt, Matt Hardy, yeah, yeah, and then acclaimed, uh, acclaimed accepted the challenge on Friday night on Rampage, uh, yeah. So, it, oh, they but, did. So that was already. I was, I didn't know who was coming out because I didn't seen that. I was just surprised who came out. 
Well, they um, didn't. They didn't. They didn't set it official. I don't know if you watch Rampage or not, Brandon, but basically, Acclaimed won a match and then cut a promo saying that, uh, you know, basically you never know who to expect, you know, for the open challenge. But, but without saying they were going to be in the match, they said they were going to be in the match. Hey, uh, can I can I uh, give my my final thoughts right quick before I gotta go? Sure. All right. Um, the Jamie Hayter Tony Storm match. I first off, overall, I don't think this was one of AEW's better pay per views. Not to say it was bad by any means, but I just don't think it was one of their better ones. I think it was one of the weaker pay per views that they've had. Um, I think there was way too much interference in all the matches tonight. I think there was a ton of interference that wasn't necessary. Um, but the the Tony Storm Jamie Hader match. At first, when I was watching it, I didn't like how they did it. Afterwards, I found out Jamie Hayter legitimately hurt. So instead of putting an interim tag on Tony Storm again, they gave her a real title this time. I'm okay with it. Love Tony Storm. Hope Jamie Hayter gets better. Big Jamie Hayter fan. Um, the Jade, Cargill, and Taya Valkyrie match went kind of how I expected it to. I figured Jade would win. Did not expect Chris Statlander to come back out, though. That was the pop of the night for me. I was very excited. Love Stat. Um, I think she deserves that title, and she's going to do well with it. Um, let's see. What else? What What else? Oh, the ladder match. Christian and uh, Wardlow. Thought that was a very good match as well. Wardlow broke a ladder by jumping on it, trying to be Shelton Benjamin. Jumped on the ladder, broke the ladder, then got mad when he couldn't use the broken ladder. Almost uh, broke. They almost broke each other on that. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was bad. And then uh, Wardlow doing a swanton off the ladder onto the table onto Luchasaurus. That was a, a guy that big should not be flipping through the air. Um, but I thought I thought that was another great match. Uh, I think it was the right outcome. I know I picked Christian to win, but that's because I thought Luchasaurus would get involved, which he did, but I didn't think Wardlow would win it. The four pillars match. Match of the match of the weekend, maybe potentially match of the year. I think it was phenomenal. I mean, it was everybody got their stuff in. They even had a little part where they they pulled the moves from their mentors, and then they used all their own moves again. Like I I loved the match, and I loved how MJF won it because it was sneaky. He stuck the belt under there so Darby could fall on it and then just pin Darby. I loved the. I loved the whole match. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I wish it would have ended the show, not been the the co-main event. I wish it would have ended the show. But after seeing Anarchy in the arena, um, there was nothing left to – there was no ring left to really wrestle in after that. Yeah, they, so they destroyed it all. There wouldn't have been anything to – it wouldn't have been <laughs> – um, Anarchy in the arena was – What's up? I'll go ahead, Kyle. Finish it, and then I'll t- go to say what I was going to say. Oh, anarchy in the arena was, no pun intended, anarchy. It was wild. A pile driver on, I think it was Matt Jackson that Claudio did in the back of a pickup truck. <laughs> it was, and then, um, I don't know if it was Matt or Nick that got the tax in his mouth. Oh, and then in his foot at the same, like that. Uh-uh. Uh, how how do they do that without swallowing one? I, I have I have no idea. idea. And then he hits them and they spit them like they're supposed to. Oh, the... yeah. I've no idea how they did that spot. I thought it was a great match too. Um, it was chaos, just like it should have been. Kanosuke Takesta coming out there and uh, 
and and showing his face at the end and siding with the BCC. Um, I thought it was a really great match. I don't think this feud between the BCC and the Elite is over by a long shot. Um, I could I possibly so. see blood and guts with them down That's the line. What I, was say. I think blood and guts is five on five, right? So now yeah. you got you got to ask yourself, where is the Elite going here? Kota Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi is who I'm thinking that they will uh, bring in. And then, because I didn't know this, in New Japan, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi were the golden lovers. So they they have history. So um, I think that's I think Ibushi comes in and evens up the odds, and then we get blood and guts with the BCC and the Elite um, um, yeah. later on. But, but overall, I thought it was a good pay-per-view. Not the best that AEW has done, but it, it was still a good pay-per-view. A great oh, weekend don't of forget, wrestling. Don't forget about FTR. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't care about I don't care about J E double F J A double R E double T. Don't care. <laughs> that was one of the matches that had way too much interference in it. And then Aubrey Edwards taking a bump, the, the guitar shot from Karen Jarrett. Um, yeah, I don't I didn't really care for that match too much. I'm glad was, FTR won, but it I was didn't. more of a comical match to my for me. It was kind of funny. And I could I could have done without it. I could have done. It was already a long pay-per-view. I could have done without a comic match in the middle of it. But what were you going to say, Brandon? Uh, I was just going to did you hear what MJF said in his press conference after about being not being the main event? No. He he said he said why why would I want to go roll around in John well he used some choice words but why would I want to go roll around in John Moxley's blood? Oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. It's a very good point. It's a very good point. But yeah, I got to I got to get to work now guys, but Overall, great weekend of wrestling. Love doing the show with y'all. Looking forward to the next one. All right. Uh, Yeah, go ahead, Kyle. And go Reigns and go Como Picton. You see my my back-to-back state championship shirt. Yeah, so those of you that that are uh, looking for those games, though, can you tell us where they'll be, Kyle? Oh, sure. If you want to pay the 10 bucks and watch it on NFHS, you sure can. Um, Or you can listen for free. On the radio at 99.9 KMU, the KMU Country app, or Mixler.com slash 999 KMU Sports. Three ways for you to listen. And me and Jeremy, not this Jeremy, my other Jeremy, will be on the call in Austin. We're leaving tomorrow morning. I am pumped up. Awesome. Well, y'all have a safe trip, and uh, hopefully I'll uh, see you toward the end of the week and uh, at our games, maybe. So. <laughs> I may pop up on you at Mike Carter on Friday. Hey, we'll see what happens. And also, uh, good luck to both of our East Texas teams and help them bring home the title. That's right. All right. Thanks, Kyle. We'll see you, Kyle. All right. Bye, guys. See you, Kyle. That's uh, Kyle Owens. He's got he's to get off and go do something called work. I don't really understand, you know, that has to do it this time of night. But uh, so, um, where were we, fellas? He kind of went off and started talking about some stuff that I'm ready to talk about. Um, we were talking about the, uh, I think the next one was a Jade Cargill on my uh, list here is the next matchup. Um, you know, here's something that I thought when the match was over. I, I expected Jade Cargill to win, and they popped that 60-0 and 0 up there, and I'm thinking, hmm, I wonder if they wanted her to get to 60 and who would who would be the next competitor, not knowing that someone was going to come out and challenge and then when it was Statlander, I was like, oh, crap, she might lose this. Because I know at one point before Statlander got hurt, they were really pushing her 
and this was supposed to be a match. And I think the original plan was for her to go over and they were just waiting on her to get back um, to continue their, you know, cause they do the storylines pretty far in advance. Um, guys, what did y'all, th- I mean, what did y'all think of the match, the first match? And then obviously the surprise in the, the second match. Yeah, I mean, we, we all thought Jade was going to win the first one, right? I mean, I don't think there was much doubt in our minds that, that she would, you know, be tie up. Uh, I, you know, I, the Statlander thing was a complete surprise. No idea that she was going to be back, and sure, no idea they would put the match on right after that, you know. Uh, so good for her. It, it, it was kind of a, um, I don't want to say it was a, a nonchalant way to end. Jade is the champion. I mean, now are they going to push her to, to, to go, you know, and do bigger things? But just kind of a weird way for her to lose being 60-0 and 0 and losing the belt right after. I don't, I don't know. It was, it was weird. But but if it was going to be somebody, I'm glad it's Statlander that they were able to do that for. Yeah, but, uh, and I thought the, the tie and Jade, you know, Jade, you knew she was going to win. But, yeah, you said they put that 60-0. and 0, And I was like, okay, they're, they're – they're making because I had lost kind of count. I, I couldn't remember if they're in the 50s still or if she had got to 70. So they made that known. And I was like, oh, I wonder what they're going to do with this. Then I heard music and I didn't realize who it was at first. And I was trying to think, like, who is that? Who is that? And the crowd popped. And now I was with Statlander. And the same thing. I was like, okay, she's probably going to win because if not, then you're just wasting bringing her back tonight. Because, and, like, and then you're just giving Jaden her win. And then where do we go from here? So it made sense, and now it'd be interesting to do with Jay so, going forward. Does she does she go to Tony Storm or? So here's what I've heard. Um, I've heard that Cargill is going to take some time off, oh. um, and come back and maybe repackage her character a little bit. Is what I've heard, um, just on some different places in uh, wrestling wrestling articles and things. Um, so that would be interesting because you know she's had to defend that title like. A lot. I mean, she's 60 and 0, so obviously she's defending it. And she's been on TV pretty much the whole time she's had the title. Has it been like, I want to say about 500 and something days? I thought I saw somewhere that she'd had it. Yeah. yeah. Um, never, never been another TBS champion. So you're right. if you're, if you're not going to do, if you're going to do that, this will be a good time to, you can, you know, take her off. Maybe, maybe we forget about her for a little bit. And then she comes back and goes after, uh, the actual women's world title, um, and then takes that at some point. Two, two things that one, one of the first cool entrances of the night. Her, I liked how they did her entrance, made her look like a badass. Had the had the little the the sorority girls out there, and uh, had the 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 the, the, rap, the rapper come out and say. And then I had no idea that she was married to Brandon Phillips, the baseball player. Like, I never knew that until last night. Like, they've never mentioned that. I've never seen that anywhere. And all of a sudden, they show them, and they, like, made a nonchalant comment, like Taz or somebody said something. Yeah, that's Brandon Phillips. And I don't even think they said that she was – I had to, like, look up why he was there, and I saw that he's married to Jade, but I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't either. Brandon, you're supposed to know those things. You're the sports journalist. Yeah, and they, they've never mentioned that before. And even, like, Taz mentioned he was there, but he didn't even mention the connection. And And Taz was on fire last night. Taz had so many great comments at every match. He he said something pretty funny or threw something 
kind of, you know, a little smart aleck in there. Taz was really great last night. I mean, the, the AEW announce team, I, I think, does a great job anyway, whether it's Jim, Excalibur, and uh, Taz, or when Tony comes in for JR. You know, it, they do great anyway, but Taz was really – he was in rare form last night. Yeah, and even when Jericho's on during Rampage, it's really good, I think. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, Jer- Jericho, Jericho's great at whatever he does. Yeah, he's – I mean, he's his mic skills obviously are are so good. And you've got some people that they'll translate great into the booth. Like Taz has has done a great job, you know, translating in the booth. Um, and I think he's done a good job of. I think less Jr. in my television is better. The poor poor guy. I mean, I I loved him back in the day, but he's a little past his prime. And and sometimes I think he gets confused. Um, and you know, it, it happens when you get older, but I think them not having him on the whole time and, and giving him his spots has helped a lot since they've done that. Yeah. I like how they use them, uh, you know, give him just a couple matches, let him have his moments, get him some, still get him, get some big calls, but let Tony kind of carry, you know, cause Tony Schiavone is still, even after he's been doing it so long, he's, he's really good at what he does. Yeah. Yeah, he is. All right. So, uh, next up. Uh, the latter match, um, of course, we all picked Jay Cargill, and and we were correct on the on the main match, so we're not gonna we're all gonna get credit for that one. Uh, next one's Wardlow, Christian Cage. Um, let's see, we had several Christian Cage. I think I'm the only one that picked Wardlow here. Me and me and the professor, uh, Matt Diggs. Uh, so you Christian Cage lovers, uh, what do you think about the uh, way this match went? Well, mine was a coin flip, right? Like either either Christian is going to cheat his way to the victory or Wardlow's going to win. But KO's right. Wardlow is a freak athlete, man. Like to be the size he is and the athlete that he is, it is unbelievable. Uh, Wardlow should have won the match. I picked Christian just thinking, okay, they built this thing to where maybe he's going to find his way to, to get the win and steal it. Um, and you're still able to do so. Uh, and and I think it's probably the end of this, you know, feud. I I think there's is a lot of talk. Well, is it though? Because you got Luchasaurus. I think the end of it, Luchasaurus. I mean, him and Luchasaurus now are going to go because well, he just it, he just did a flip off the ladder and landed on Luchasaurus. <laughs> think Luchasaurus is just going to forget about that, Jeremy? Well, I only think he's going to forget about it because the the one of the big rumors is now that you could see a Goldberg Wardlow thing happen soon. Oh, really? Like that's the, the talk. Goldberg is done with WWE now. He's apparently reached out to Tony Khan, and I think that's the match that people want to see. Would be him and Wardlow. Hope he doesn't injure someone. <laughs> well, he almost killed the Undertaker. Well, uh, yes. I I just think maybe that's and maybe maybe we get Luchasaurus and Wardlow before that point. But I think that's one of the rumors kind of picking up steam. I've seen it in a few different places now. I've heard a few different people say this, yeah. that, that that may be what we're headed towards. So I wonder if he – does he have rights to his own music? Because can you have Goldberg come back without his his entrance music? Because, you know, he I guess it was a WCW thing. So if WWE bought out WCW, they probably own the right to the music, right? Probably so. Because that's kind of, I don't know, to me, that's Goldberg, his entrance. Like, the whole, uh, I mean, that's, 
without if that, you, it's gonna be strange. If you think about the way they were letting Wardlow enter the ring for a while in the yeah, last few months, months where he was getting that. the Goldberg treatment. I, mm-hmm. I'm just hey. the messenger. I'm just I'm I'm okay baby. with I'm okay with it as long as Goldberg has been training and he's not gonna hurt somebody. Like well, you know, at the time where he, he's gonna look good. I promise he's gonna look the part. Well, looking good and being able to wrestle in the ring without hurting somebody are two different things. Like, you know, he tried to do his jackhammer. He can't even do the jackhammer last time he he tried to do it. I think he, he kind of, you know, couldn't get it all the way up. Well, he I better lose some weights because Wardlow's a big old boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I just I, – I thought this was a great match overall. I, I really like the fact that um, – they threw a lot of things at Wardlow. The 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 part with the ladder was scary, but kind of funny when he broke it, jumping on it, like Kyle said. Um, and then they had to like he tried to use it again; it just wouldn't work. They just and then someone I thought that was funny that someone fed him a ladder out of there. It wasn't he didn't go have to go get it. He just all of a sudden the ladder comes under the ring. Like so, we just giving people ladders now. Is that part of the? I thought that was you know there wasn't a, a ref or a person on the side couldn't help them, but anyway. I thought that was strange. Uh, why couldn't they just have him go out and get another ring? I mean, get another uh, ladder. But um, overall, I like this match. I thought the spots were good. Um, and of course, Christian knows how to do a ladder match, so you knew it was going to be a there was going to be some cool spots and good stuff. I just thought that Christian doesn't need a title at this point. That's why I didn't figure they were going to put it on. I thought you know, Luchasaurus would come out. And Wardlow has to overcome the odds. But who would have thought that Arn Anderson goes vampire Anderson and bites? He bites Mike Tyson. Luchasaurus thumb. And it looked like it was it looked like it was not off, guys. <laughs> and then he has a mouthful of oh, that was kind of gross. <laughs> um I mean Arn Anderson's Arn- a different guy, man. He's he's different. Well, it it was definitely a different way of uh, helping out his compadre. I don't know that I've ever seen anyone bite, try to bite a finger off of a um, a, of a wrestler to help win a match. I think the last Mike time Tyson did it here. Well, it was rest. There wasn't wrestling though. I'm talking about a wrestling match. I think it was that, that was field. something that's actually real. <laughs> well, true. But I just have they have never used that one before. They've used, there's a lot of stuff that you know has been been done, but I've never seen that particular thing done in a match. I've well, seen Moxley, a lot of blood. Didn't Moxley bite someone's nose one time? Well, I don't know, but you know, uh, in the Anarchy match, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, whoever, um, was. Uh, trying to tell somebody what to do, but they mentioned he was nip biting on his ear, right? He's obviously oh, yeah. talking to the guy. They're like, oh, you know, there's Danielson gnawing on his ear. No, he's not, but whatever. Yeah, it was one of the Jackson. Yeah, the young guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, I thought that that was a pretty good match. I, <clears throat> I was probably – that was the decisive one, uh, I think, for that put put us over the top, Diggs and myself there. Um but yeah, because that could have gone either way. I, I I think you guys had a fair argument on why Christian Cage. I mean, it's a ladder match. You know, he has Luchasaurus, everything in his way. But the wild card, Arn Anderson, was the difference. 
kind of forget about Arn sometimes being in the corner of Wardlow. So because well, uh, he recently uh, just jumped over there. So yeah, it was kind of a, a he had to well he had to bring him out because he was getting he was getting all these people were ganging up on him. So he had to go get him some. Of course, I'm like, could you not have found somebody younger and stronger and you know? <laughs> yeah, so random. Just okay. Let's go find Arn Anderson. Okay, maybe Ric Flair will be next. I don't know. Okay, so the next one here is the FTR versus Jeff Jarrett Jay Lethal match with Mark Briscoe as the special guest referee. Um, we all had FTR here. I know Kyle didn't like the match. He's tired of seeing Jeff. I thought the match actually was fairly entertaining. There was a lot of plots here, a lot of you know storyline wise. There was a lot of build for this match. Probably one of the more build built matches for storyline. You had um, J- Jeff Jarrett and, and uh, was out at Briscoe's farm, you know, they were sucking up to him, you know, doing his doing stuff on the farm, trying to help out, trying to gain his trust or whatever for the match. Um, you had, of course, uh, Karen Angle, Jarrett, however you want to, however you want to, uh, say it like out there, you knew she was going to be involved in some, some form of fashion because she always is. She was, she was definitely over heel, maybe the biggest overheal of anybody out uh, she was flipping off the crowd smacking her behind you know i mean they were they were like saying f you karen like it was there was some major heat on on karen angle and she hasn't really been on tv if i can remember correctly guys she hasn't been on tv much with this storyline um and for that that she hasn't been on very much i was impressed by the heat she got of course she's just always gotten heat i mean she walks out and she gets heat but um, I was expecting FTR to win, and it finally happened that Briscoe saw the true colors of Jeff Jarrett and Jay Briscoe, and it finally backfired on him, and FTR got the win. Um, some interesting spots for me. Um, Aubrey Edwards taking a, a, a shot with a guitar. Uh, that was interesting. Um I, I I knew the guitars were going to be in play. I wasn't expecting two refs to get taken out, but it was almost WWE-esque where we had multiple refs taken out. I felt like that's something that, that WWE does a lot of times. Um, but the fact that then they ticked Jay Briscoe off and he kind of quick counted there at the end, um, per se, to give FTR the win. What are you guys' uh, thoughts and things you liked in this match? I thought Aubrey taking the guitar was a good little bit. And that's right after she knocked out Sanjay, right? She knocked Sanjay Dutt down, which I thought was pretty cool to see do that. We talk about the the inner gender stuff, whatever. I think the story in this one, obviously, this whole thing has been a chance for FTR to kind of help Jay get have his moment after everything that happened, right? Uh, I, I saw a tweet. Once again, it was not KO, by the way, that said that Jay Briscoe was the, the least blind referee in AEW. <laughs> uh, because he did see, he did see things, uh, you know. So uh, it, it was about what I expected. I, like I said last week, I think Jay Lethal is a great worker, but Jarrett, I mean, they're not going to put the belts on those guys. But uh, Lethal, and I think all those guys are really tight away, you know, backstage and all that kind of stuff. And so, just a great chance for Jay to be in the spotlight and FTR to have another great match. Mean, as we know they're you mean strong. Mark, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you but got the other J's in the match. That's confusing. It, it, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, yeah, that would have been a weird situation. But um, just, you know, we know we're on borrowed time with FTR. We know when they're leaving. Like We know this is how much time they have left. Another another good match. I think we're getting a lot of good matches and guys that want to come in and face them one more time on the way out. So, I, you know, it was what I expected. Um, but you're right, a couple of cool things. The, the Aubrey taking the guitar, when I saw that, I was like, holy cow, man. Like, Because I think Karen even watched it. Like, she didn't hit her with it the way she should have. It looked kind of awkward, too. Uh, which is kind of when people get hurt, but uh, it was it was a, an interesting match, fun one to watch. Yeah, it was it was, it was good. Uh, I mean, FTR doesn't do much bad, but it, it wasn't one of the best. Uh, you know, it's what you expect from Jeff Jarrett, and I, I like the guitar spot, and uh, you know, it was cool seeing Briscoe out there and seeing kind of which way he would lean, and uh, I think he he, he was going to lean one way, and then it was funny how you know it, Jeff Jarrett reacted on the weirdest. It wasn't like even a close, you know, because like, yeah, yeah, he missed the count, but Briscoe was already down because he got knocked from something. So it's like, well, you're the one that knocked him out. He wasn't that he like was falling the count. He, he couldn't get up because you knocked out already with the guitar. So it was your fault. He was down. And so it was just weird how they, you know, normally they don't do it on that kind of kind of move. You know, it wasn't like Briscoe had a slow count on purpose. So, and then that's when everything kind of blew up. But it, uh, It'll be interesting to see where FTR goes from here. That's, I guess, that's why I'm interested in because this was just kind of a one-off. Yeah, I'm curious to see where Mark Briscoe goes too, because you know he's basically been tied to his brother his entire career. They've been either the tag titles, they've been at each other, feuding back and forth a few times, uh, just from watching a little bit of ROH. Like, you kind of feel bad because they finally. It took his brother passing away for him to actually get on AEW TV. And then now he's done a few things, but what do you do with him? Like, is he going to be one of those that just stays on Ring of Honor um, and does some stuff? Like, you know, it, it's hard when you've been had your career tied to someone so long and then they're just not there. So it'll be interesting to see. With I hope they can find something for him because I really think that you know, I know they said some things and, and hurt some feelings a while back. And but here's the thing, like to me, if you apologize and, and you've done your time, they should have been forgiven a long time ago. Um, and I just feel bad that him and his brother didn't get a chance to main event one of these AEW shows because I feel like that Tony Khan probably wanted it. It was something that he just the the Warner Brothers or whoever didn't wasn't going to let him do it and then it's like oh well now they're it's like their tragedy happens and oh now they feel sorry for him they want to let him on i i just i just think that that really sucks honestly as a as a wrestling fan that it takes something like that to the for the right thing to be done i mean i'm glad for him that he's getting his moment but you gotta think in the back of his mind he's still it's just not the same without his brother there Yeah, they were building towards that on social media. I mean, there was a lot of social media back and forth between FTR and the Briscoes, especially. I mean, it was it was something I think was – I think we were headed towards seeing it on AEW before it kind of got squashed. I'm with you. I think that it, it is unfortunate what it's taken to get him on TV, and, and I'm with you in the fact that I'm worried about what he can be as a singles competitor. Uh, just from this, moving forward, how can they use him, right? Like, I don't think he's good. He's not – I don't think he's a microphone guy. Right. So it's it 
and, and maybe I'm wrong on that. His brother was more his brother was more of the microphone guy. Yeah, yeah. He he's a guy that, that you almost have to put him with somebody, but how in the world do you put that guy with somebody else and what are you gonna do? Do you you know if, if FTR wasn't as dominant as they're on the tag division, maybe that would be a trio's group you look at. But which is kind of why I thought you could see him side with Jared and Lethal. You know, like maybe that would be a place for him to go to have somebody with him. Um but I, I'm, I'm worried, too, about what he can be doing going forward. I agree. <laughs> All right. So, um, next up would be the AEW Women's Championship match, Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. And um, we all miss this one except for Jeremy. Jeremy was the only one that had uh, – Tony Storm winning. Um, I think looking at this match, if I'd have known about the hater injury, um, I didn't know about it until kind of before the show started. And I was like, oh, crap, she might not be able to compete and they might strip her the title or they may. I didn't know what they would do. But honestly, if she was injured before the match, she's definitely injured now, fellas, because there was some brutal, brutal beatdowns in this match. Um, and I don't know exactly how bad she was injured, but man, if she was any kind of injured at all, like, like is being talked about, she's one tough cookie because she took a lot of punishment. Um, Jeremy, what are your thoughts? Uh, what was your, did you know anything about that? Or were you just thinking that Tony Storm was just going to take it outright? No, I, I, I didn't know there was an injury there. I, they've just built up that outcast group to be so so stinking dominant right now, you know, and I thought that was maybe the move to, like we've talked about now, it gives you, hopefully she's healthy because if you could hate her and storm in Wembley, that'd be a huge, a huge event. Uh, but, but it does give you a chance now, maybe if haters not out for, for Brits coming to get revenge, you have to have a big time match in Wembley and Tony storm and Brit would be able to, to, to give people that if it's not storm and hater, hopefully it's storm and hater, rematch there and i think if that happens maybe she takes some time off now and heals up and then she shows up back closer to time for the wembley event and comes for her title but i think you're gonna get storm versus haters or storm brit then but no i had no idea that she was injured um but but i just thought the way they'd been building the outcast that that was kind of what they were wanting to do and give you a rematch you know because if, if storm loses why would she deserve that chance back at, at Wembley, you know, and so now you get a chance to get that rematch if everybody's healthy and ready to go. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know about the injury either, and, but, uh, you know, cause I, I would have picked Storm probably, but because I'm a huge Tony Storm fan, so it was like, but I, did, I didn't think, I don't, because I don't think they were ready to take it off a of hater, but then the injury kind of forced their hand because hater, I mean, she's been maybe the, one of the most over people in the whole company. And I think I think they were originally going to build with something her, her and Brett down the line, whether the title was involved or not. But now the injury is going to kind of throw a curveball into everything, and we'll kind of see where they go from here. And I guess if Hater's not back, I guess we'll go, we'll do a Brit Brit and Tony unless unless they want to turn Soraya. But it just started Southcast thing, so I don't think they can do that just yet. Yeah, I think they're keeping the Outcast thing for now. I was just yeah. waiting for them to add, you know, somebody. I kept waiting for them to expand it because you know how sometimes they get 
you know, three and then add four, you know, add some more uh, women in there. But um, there's not another group really to feud with right now. So I don't know that that's necessary. I think, you know, what they're doing with them right now is, is working. Um, Cause you just don't want to add too many. Cause then it waters down what you've got. So my, my, my theory is that hater was scheduled to win this match until the injury and they took it off of her and they've injured her up on TV now. So she's going to be off TV for a while. Maybe Brit feuds with them for a while by herself with maybe, maybe she can get some other people to, to help her. And then she says, look who's back and hater returns and she challenges her at Wembley and she maybe takes the title back at Wembley. So I don't know. That's just kind of what I think possibly could happen, especially if, if they weren't going to take it off her to ori- originally. Cause can you imagine the, the pop if she comes back that night? And then if she was to take the title, it's going to be a big night. So, all right. Uh, we got the next match is the AEW World Championship Pillars Fatal 4-Way match. Um, and we talked about this match a lot uh, over the last, last show and how we knew MGF was going to win. The, the people that they put in the match, not that there's anything against Darby, against Jungle Boy, and against Sammy Guevara, they just were at this point where they've built them. They're just not credible enough. And they did a lot of triple team, you know, but, but again, in a four-way match, you can triple team and eliminate MJF. He just sits over there in the side and rest. And then of course, what's going to happen guys, they're going to fight each other. And that's end up what happened. And they fought each other. Um, again, you had MJF offering Guevara money, trying to, uh, slimy his way to, to a, an easy victory, but he ended up doing it with that. Was a, a neat trick. I don't know that I've ever seen someone slide the belt over somebody when they jumped off the top rope, like because you know, Darby Allen, he doesn't look, he just jumps and it backfired on him because he he jumped and landed around the belt and took the pin from NJF. I thought that was a neat one. There was a lot of great spots, in this, but that one was probably the one that impressed me the most just because I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that. Yeah, it was an interesting way for it to, to end. I, you mentioned all the spots. Golly, I, we talked about this earlier in the show, but when they used their their mentors' moves, MJF channeling Cody and Crossroads and all that kind of – I thought that was great. What about the, the triangle um, submission hold yes, in the middle? That I, was, I thought that was – That was interesting. Yeah, you get the, the trio, uh, you know, trying to go for the, the super kicks, I guess, against each other. I mean, there were so many things about it. And I'll say this. Yes, we knew MJF was going to win, but I thought they did a really good job of, in the match, the storytelling within the match, making you think that there were a couple of times when somebody else might have won. I thought the the dilemma that Jungle Boy faced uh, of, of using the belt or not to win the match was a big deal. Um, I thought that I, I'm a I'm a huge Sammy Guevara fan, truthfully. I you know just what he does. I think the more that I watch him, the more I love what he does. There were some moments in there where you thought, okay, he could actually win the match. I thought they're all all of them. There, there was so much about it that, that was great. And, and MJF, I mean, I know as a heel, you you hate the guy, whatever, but he is doing – I don't know anybody – he and Roman, I don't know how you pick which one's hotter. I, I think it's MJF 
in, in my personal opinion, just what I prefer. I'd rather watch MJF than Roman or, or even Sammy and KO. But I think that I think it was a, it was a, a, a you know KO mentioned the match of the weekend. It was the match of the weekend. I actually saw pro one of the pro wrestling magazines updated their match of the year and had it as number two overall, and that's across all promotions. An impact match from recently with Macklin and and PCO was number one, but I thought it was this the one that got his mouth stapled. Did yeah, see that? he yeah. stapled his mouth. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How much are they paying these guys? But I oh. thought it was I thought it was great. I, I thought it was well beyond my expectations, even. Um, and and now I I thought, you know, I've been screaming this. I didn't know. I was curious to see, and, and this is a point I'll make at the end of the show. But I, I was I'm, I'm curious who's next for MJF. Like it's okay now. What I can't wait Wednesday to see because we're gonna find out Wednesday what's next. You would think. Uh, and I'm ready to see what it was. I thought it was a great match. I thought all three. I thought all four guys did an outstanding job. And and uh, you know we we talk about those guys aren't main event ready. They got some great experience on on Sunday, and I wouldn't mind seeing any of those guys in the main event going forward. Yeah, uh, Jeremy touched on. He had a lot of the same points I would have uh, on the same page there. Uh, I love the mentors moves. Uh, the, the whole Jungle Boy. I I was hoping he'd use the belt. I. I I just wanted, like like MJF said, I wanted to see some edge from Jungle Boy. I don't necessarily want because I don't think he'd make a good heel. But it'd be just interesting to see, hey, how far will you go to try to win this title? And he threw it out. And it, but it was a good, uh, like like he said, the story they told. Uh, before the match, uh, love the entrances. Uh, the congratulations to Sammy and Ty. That was awesome. Announced, you know, the way they announced the, their baby. That was really cool. Uh, and then MJF's entrance was just pure gold. I mean, MJF is... I mean, like you just talked about, he's he's the absolute best. There's uh, he just everything he does is amazing, and it from the entrances to his mic work to in the ring, he's just he's the total package. He's the best thing we got in professional wrestling today, and one of the best all time. And that's just going to keep keep growing. And last night was a uh, more evidence of that. And uh, he 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 keeps finding a way to 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 perform uh, no matter the setting no matter who he's with and you know just a couple months ago he's with brian danielson maybe the best professional wrestler we've seen and he shined there and then now you put him with three guys who hey they don't belong with mjf and he everything was elevated it over delivered yeah it's gonna be interesting to see who's next for him you got the new uh uh show on saturday the collision show coming up uh maybe a cmp coming back possibly um you know uh the last other person to hold that belt i believe um so yeah could be uh could be interesting there especially if uh uh punk thinks well that's my title you know i i got injured and i'm back with i, I want a shot so I, I i could go for some punk mgf give me give me their promos back and forth all day long, like pipe bombs back and forth. I'm, I'm signing me up for it right now. I want to. I want Omega, but that's still a ways down the road because he's he's tied up with the Black uh, Blackpool Combat Club. But so you know, Omega MJF is something I really want in the future, and and uh, even Adam Cole. But I just, they're they're still doing stuff with him. So, but eventually, I want to see Omega MJF. That's. I mean, I, that, that's where you, a meme where it says, shut up and take my money. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. What I think is telling about it's going to be Punk next is, in a lot of his promos recently, MJF has been very pro AEW. Like I, I think that's on purpose that he has been. His last promo was really hot about how great AEW is and how they've been there building it, and that could be something he uses against Punk in the next round uh, as they go forward. Is is what he's done for the company and how Punk has done this to hurt it and blah blah blah. Whatever it is, I think it's Punk next too. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how much he he gets to use about the whole incident in his promo. Do you, does MJF reference any of that, or is that off limits? It'll be interesting. I've thought about this, and and you know, if you watched All Access, they didn't really discuss it like I thought maybe they would. I, the Bucks didn't. I mean, they obviously alluded to something happened. They didn't talk about it in details. And and I think it's going to be very interesting how they bring Punk back. And whether they talk about it at all, because I, I think I'll be honest with you, I, after the after the anarchy match, when all of a sudden BCC's a man up, I mean, I thought, okay, this is a spot if somebody's going to come back. It could be right here to even out the numbers. Could it be him? And I thought, okay, there's two things that I'm, could they could they bring back Punk with some sort of storyline with the elite to show that everybody's on the same page? Like we've talked about, maybe Collision is Punk show because they can't get along. Or does he completely avoid them, which is what we're going to get with MJF, right? So I think there's all kind of things that will play into that. Um, I think I think eventually, I think they've, I don't know if it's happened yet, but I think eventually they, because it's, and this is different with guys and girls. Hey, you 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 know how it works, guys. You fight it out, you shake hands usually, and you get and you move on. Girls, they tend to you know, hold on to the grudges a little more. It's just kind of the way it is. Um, and so I think even if they've made up, they're never going to admit that because that's such a good storyline. So I think at some point they have got, that's that's money in, on, in their pocket if they're able to use that storyline on television. You're going to get Punk Omega at some point, right? Like you have to. I mean, they both got to think of. They got both to think about financially. Like, that's such a big story. Like, it was a legit shoot, and they can turn this into this is still real, and like, you know, have people thinking it's real. I mean, even if it's not, they'll never admit that it. They've until after the few, and they may never admit it. But at some point, maybe. But for now. You keep your mouth shut and you act like they still hate each other. And then you use that and sell tickets, sell pay-per-views and, you know, get big numbers on shows. I mean, it's, it's a no brainer, honestly. But to close the conversation on what you're asking, will they mention it? MJF mentions whatever he wants to, by the way, there, he doesn't have restrictions. He can say what he wants to. And I can assure you at some point he will say it. And, and, and if he doesn't, if he doesn't say it, we can forget the idea of them ever going against each other because that means Tony Khan has said, you are not going to speak about this and it's going to go away. I mean, truthfully, right? Like, the only way MJF doesn't say anything about it is if he is absolutely told you cannot. So what you're saying, Jeremy, is we'll know whether or not the, that conversation is restricted by what MJF says. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I think that, that MJF does what he wants, but I also think that's part of the that's part of the gig, right? Like, Tony will stop him from saying whatever he wants to, which is kind of shocking that he hasn't stopped him from saying some of the other stuff he said. But, but I mean, the press conference last night, he said some things in there that Tony Khan's beside him. And I'm thinking, 
man, could you imagine the boss being okay with him saying that? But uh, if he doesn't mention it, it's because he was told not to. That's just my opinion on that. Maybe maybe I'm way off base there, but uh, I uh, think we'll know. I mean, yeah, I, I would, I could see that, you know, because you'll know if because he does, he actually has a the longest leash I've seen in a long time as far as being able to say what he wants. Even the acclaim got in trouble for saying something they <laughs> slapped on their head. And they have a pretty long leash. So, um, all right, anything else to, to wrap up this one? Um, any final thoughts on this four-way? All right, I'm ready to move on to the Anarchy. In the arena match, the main event, the most bloody match on, t- on TV, you had to know that was coming. Uh, guys, the spots in some, we've already talked about some of them, but my goodness. I mean, I don't know. The the one that, and it's not a big one to me, but like the two things that got me, in, and Kyle mentioned it, the tax thing to me. Like, you can't fake that. Like, there was like 20 or 30 tax stuck in, I believe it was, uh, I believe it was Matt. Matt yeah. Jackson's foot, and then he had another twenty or twenty-five or how many in his phone in his mouth. Like you can't fake that. I don't think. Um, no. If you, if you can, I don't know how. I wouldn't want to know how. And then you hit him, and they spit out everywhere. But how do you get all of the? I uh, just I don't know. I'd yeah, there's no way they all came out clean, right? Like somewhere he's got he got one stuck in there, right? And it's like like. Poking holes on your tongue or your I, I I don't know that to and that's there's some other crazy spots but to me that's the one that gets me because it's like I'm like oh my gosh he's got those in his mouth I mean I've seen that spot before but then they then they hit him and he spits them all I mean oh well all this happens and the match continues like the match went on what ten more minutes after he yeah. puts them all in his foot like yeah he, he literally was on one leg the rest of the way. And they were, it was like a, he had like a steel, almost like a steel plate on his heel because yeah. it was that many tacks in on it on his heel. We talked about the Kale mentioned the pile driver in the truck. That's great, but what about the giant swing in the concessionary where he literally lets go of him and chunks him into the trash can? Like there was all kind of stuff that happened. That, like they couldn't even keep up with the action. I, I, we knew they weren't going to, but even the cameraman and and and, and the announce team were they went picture in picture a few times so they had multiple scenes going i thought that was kind of cool they had to and and i thought kenny and i i was this is a complete tangent on something else but i was never just a huge kenny omega fan when i started watching AEW. like i was like man i don't get the i don't get it i don't get why people love kenny omega and i've just gotten to where man i really the guy's great i thought his performance last night was great i thought uh, everybody involved, even Wheeler Yuta, who to me doesn't fit, doesn't fit right because he's not one of the the seven names. But even he, man, just does so great. It's such great work. Even your boy Don thing. Callis, of course, is there. Yeah, Don Callis is there, and 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 obviously we've seen now he's going to align with 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 BCC. I guess I don't know, or at least he's brought somebody in to help him out and. What's so funny is that dude, I saw on Twitter somebody asking at the beginning of the show, who's the who's the cameraman? Who's the mystery cameraman? And I'm sitting there watching, and now I'm just trying to follow this cameraman around the uh Oh, the, the he had all black on. Yeah, that and was strange. I noticed that, yeah. And so it, it, 
of all the people I thought was going to be enter the ring at that point, it was not him by any stretch of the imagination. But it sets up a lot of things, maybe Forbidden Door, maybe Blood and Guts, whatever. I don't know. But, um, man, that was – the one. my one gripe about the whole match, when we got this the first time with JAS and, uh, and Moxley in that group, I don't think they were BCC, then whatever they were calling themselves at that point. But the, the great thing about the first match was the fact that Wild Thing just kept playing over and over again in the back. Like, don't go back to that the way you did last night. Like, they, they just went back to too. the band. And then the, the, the guys involved, like, to me, like, don't do they that. Super kicked, they super kicked the band guy. <laughs> I was yeah. yeah. I mean, no, that was a great spot, right? But, like, you just went back to the well and you didn't have to do it. It ruined – it was not near as great last night as it was the first time, and it kind of cheapens what happened – the first time, but uh, it was kind of predictable, I guess, when you saw the band come out that they were going to do that. And I thought, well, what if they start playing another song? I don't know. Like, they got a set list back there or something. I don't know. But um, I thought it was great. It was everything I wanted the match to be, truthfully. Uh, Jeremy, I was with you that on, you know, Omega, that the, when I when the AEW started those first couple of weeks, I was like, oh, I don't get And then just immediately fell in love, and Omega may be my favorite. You know, he's right there up there where everything he does is great. But I, I didn't think you were going to touch on the band part at first. And I, I even tweeted, I was like, what is, like, what is going on? So I, I didn't know that. I, I guess I missed. I didn't know that had happened before. I was like, why is the it, – it got kind of distracting with the band playing because, you know, like, they're all over the place. And the band's playing. And I'm like – and it, at first, it took him a while for him to even mention it. I was like, what is going on? Like, can we please stop this? Because I did but – then, but then the spot with the super kicks was awesome. But but I was like, I, it was getting annoying for a while. Because then once the band stopped, then you could focus a little bit on what was going on. And even though it was still all over the place, but when the band was going, it was just because the announcers couldn't say anything. And it was just, it was a little too much. But Could you imagine if that, people just played their entrance music the entire time, every match? That would be so. Listen, in the first one, in, in the first Anarchy match when that happened, it just added to the chaos. I remember like, you had such a feeling of anxiety watching it because the music was still going and they were just all over the place. And it was so like, you know, it was, you'd never seen it before. You didn't know what to expect. And it added to it at that point. I thought last night it took away from it a little bit, honestly, that's if you could have, it was my only gripe. I, and I think that, yeah. yeah, the four pillars match was great, but I think this one was great too. I, I thought it was really good. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, was, the show was going so, it, you know, it wasn't a terrible show because AEW didn't put on terrible shows. But then the 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 two ending matches, it solidified everything and said, "Hey, this was worth my time because these two things were amazing." And such. all right. Well, I think we. Uh, so I think to me, the WWE pay per view over delivered for me. They AEW, I think, was solid, but I think it wasn't. It wasn't one of the better ones. It, it, I don't think they've ever had a bad pay-per-view. The matches are always really solid and stuff. But um, if I was to pick one that over-delivered, I would say Night of Champions, to me, did um, a little more than AEW. Again, AEW was great. I'm not saying it was terrible, but we're, I guess it's almost like they do such a good job. We've high, we hold them to higher expectations than we do uh, WWE. So um, I'm thinking about that. So – um, wanted to kind of touch on some things for uh the DSN, the Disrespect Sports Network. Uh, if you haven't checked out our uh podcast stream, we have our 
other show that we have going on right now, the That's So Dope podcast with our man uh, Corey, Vince, and JD. Uh, really good episode that were released today. Um, so check that out. Um, again, you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash at DisrespectSN and follow us on Twitter at DisrespectSN. Um, we'll have lots of content coming up. I know Corey and then we'll be doing some shows. We still have – there's there's more pay-per-views coming up, guys. We have one in maybe about a little over three weeks away. Uh, I believe the next one's going to be the uh, Forbidden Door pay-per-view, which will be an interesting one, the AEW and New Japan show and then we've got money in the bank uh the following week so we got a couple of those coming up so we'll have a show uh talking about those coming up soon um guys uh what anything you got going on there that you want to uh mention here to our our listeners no man i think brandon and i both are kind of spot where we're kind of get a little break now right brandon <laughs> uh gets to rest finally after a long year covering teams and i <laughs> Well, some somewhat. I, I don't have many events to I don't have many events to go to this next month. June's probably still one of the busiest months. July is when I get my rest. We have to we have to have all our preview stuff done by July first. So uh, for the next month, I'm gonna be working on that, getting a magazine ready. But then once July fourth hits until two days, I'll take off. Okay, hey, the, so let me back our, up. So Brandon gets some rest official, in July. Yeah, our official. Yeah, but, uh, Tyler money, Paper money and then correspondent Brandon Ogden's always busy, so he'll have those previews. Then maybe we can uh, bring you on one of our shows, Brandon, talk about the little uh, East Texas football. That's you know that's coming up sooner than you think. I mean, yeah, it, well, we have our we we have our first photo shoot two weeks from tomorrow. Wow! <laughs> don't remind me, by the way, that's coming up sooner than I mean, honestly, like is it guy? Are you not excited about some, some football, Jeremy? I'm always excited about football. I'm not excited about 105 degrees in the afternoon. I mean, so th- there are things about it, like, kind of like all this, right? There's good and there's bad. By the way, let me just mention this, uh, Brett. I don't know about you, but my favorite thing about Brandon going and covering things and his Twitter account is I love the fact he always posts his lunch. Like, whatever he <laughs> eats before. That's my favorite part of Brandon's Twitter account right now, if I'm being honest. He, he, he all these good places he teases us with all these good food, man. And even at home, my man eats good. Like, Brandon, food critic. I mean, if the sports business ever slows hey, down, food critic could be it. Hey, we could do it. We could do a food critique show, Brandon. You talk about I don't the food. I, I, I don't want to make anybody mad and them spit my food. I want, I want them to keep <laughs> tasting good. So. Oh, man. Well, uh, we appreciate you both joining us tonight. Uh, as always, again, we'll have a show here in the next few weeks. We got Forbidden Door coming up. Um, again, that's so dope. Go check it out on our, and we'll also have some stuff coming up uh, on NetSN. We've got uh, some more baseball. We got one more weekend of baseball. Uh, Keith and I will be out at Mike Carter Field uh, this coming week. We have uh, Harlton and Douglas um, of best of three series at Mike Carter starting Thursday night. So uh, we'll be on uh, Texan Live for the video stream. And then uh, if you want to listen to us for audio only for free on the YouTube channel. Uh, you can check us out there, but make sure you go follow and, and like all our stuff. Uh, we appreciate you tonight uh, for Kyle that was, and KO that was uh, on earlier and Jeremy and Brandon. This is Brett. We'll catch you next time right here on Off the Ropes. Night, everybody. See you. It was fun. Better than, better than, better.